powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Drew State Studios in California. It's episode 242 of the Primetime Show. Tonight, we welcome Michael Giannini and Joe Grow of Quality Importers Trading Company as our special guests. And as always, the Primetime Show is sponsored by Saga Cigars. Dago Race introduced another chapter of the saga, the Saga Celez. Celez is a Spanish word that means leisure after work in the spirit of the standing ideal of owning your own journey and making your own saga. Saga Celez is the perfect companion to enrich those moments of choice, making them truly yours. The Saga Celez carries a blend of Criollo Allure and Piloto Cubano wrapped in a selected Ecuador shade Claro wrapper that generously delivers with elegance a surprisingly rich and balanced smoke. Available in three sizes at affordable price, ask your retailer for Saga Celez. And by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend requires tobaccos to be carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sun-grown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigars is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double H 12-Year Vintage, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Aids, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Menso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And by Aganorsa Leaf, be sure to check Cigar Coop out for this month's installment of the Aganorsa Experience. You can go to the sidebar and it will take you to the Aganorsa Leaf YouTube page. Uh, where this month, Terrence Riley actually goes through what validation is. So he actually talks through the process of what validation is, and you'll get to learn all about that in, in detail. So um, go over to the Cigarku website, click on the sidebar, and learn about validation. And finally, by Drew Estate, check out and download the Judah Diplomat app for your mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available on iTunes or Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the primetime network of shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California studios for the primetime show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is primetime episode 242. Today is Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. Will Cooper, I'm on the black stage here in the Perdomo Scott Studios, and I'm joined cross-country by my friend and colleague, Mr. Aaron Loomis. All right, Coop, where, where did this new ad read voice come from? It's because it of my surgery. <laughs> it's changed up the vocal a little bit. We got yes, a little it, deeper, it, very white to you. It actually is because I'm worried about biting, biting that area. Got so, it. Okay. Yeah, and so it's good. I, I, like I was thinking about, I'm like, I should, for you. I should make it permanent. I'm literally yeah. I'm like all puffy on one side of my mouth right now. There you go. So you uh, just got to put some cotton balls in your mouth next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it'll be good. Exactly. I'm like, right. but the, you know, the other thing is they said, don't strain your voice, you know, go, you know, so yeah. 
because uh, I said, you know, they said, you got to rest. And they, I said, I'm going to be doing a show. And, and they said, when's the show? I said, Thursday. They go, you should be okay. Just just take it easy. And uh, uh, yeah, and, and folks want to know why uh, I am not shaved. It's because I had oral surgery. And it's why I'm not smoking tonight. So, uh, but I'm doing great, uh, you know, uh, healing up. And uh, hopefully in another week or so, I'll be back in action. Nice. Uh, but but uh, I haven't had oral surgery, Aaron. I had my wisdom teeth out like 20, no, 30 years ago. Okay. Mm, okay. It's completely different. Um, yeah. I mean, they put you to sleep now for most of it. This, no, now, they gave back me, then they, they didn't do it. They didn't right? put me to sleep. They gave me no oh. cane. Oh, okay. Back then they gave me a very heavy anesthesia, which I, you couldn't drive home, but they gave me Novocaine for this. Oh, okay. and I, I'm telling you, I just felt them kind of pulling is all I did. Yeah. Interesting. But uh, but uh, it's the painkillers that really were, were afterwards when that, that Novocaine was, that's it, man. It painkillers set in. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron it just told? really means that the dentist didn't like, doesn't like coop at all. That's why <laughs> right. He's like, you're going to be awake. You're going to be awake for this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Steve Martin from. <laughs> OK, so. Just so you know, the other thing is I'll just say is um the worst thing I did was watch a movie uh before this called Marathon Man. Oh god. <laughs> like why did and I and it was right before I, you know, I knew I was gonna do oral surgery. So <laughs> I didn't know. And if you don't know about Marathon Man, it's a movie, there's an evil dentist in this movie, is so all I'll tell you. So he's one of the great villains of all time. And and I was I was watching it for a particular reason to identify that villain, uh, as far as that goes. So, but uh, and the last thing is before we kind of introduce our guest, Aaron, um, I will not be scoreboard watching tonight. Any, so I don't know what's going on um, since the, like the fourth inning. And I'm just going to leave the Phillies to do what they're going to do. And someone can tell me what happens at the end. Can I scoreboard watch and just keep you updated so I can you know, don't, don't, <laughs> completely derail this show? Uh, no, because I'll, no, don't jinx us, Joe. Because <laughs> when I scoreboard watch on. <laughs> Oh, they lose every time. I stopped wearing my Bryce Harper jersey because it was bad every time I wore it. They lost. I, I've put yeah, the jersey you? in the closet. I won't wear it. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. So, hey, so let's go. Let's kind of introduce our special guest tonight, Aaron. Uh, they're two longtime friends of ours. Uh, they found a new home, a very exciting place. Uh, we're here uh, welcoming in Michael Giannini and Joe Grove from Quality Importers Trading Company. Gentlemen, welcome back to primetime, guys. Thank you. Well, thank it's great you, thank to be you. back. Yes, yes. And um, being, so there's three Philly people on this. So I agree with you. We're not jinxing anything yeah. <laughs> with the Phillies tonight. Let's nope. just be clear about that. Right. No, so, no, no, that's true. It's me who jinxes them, I'll say. <laughs> all right. Well, we have some good karma going on here. I'll, I'll take that as a positive. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of cool that you you two Philly guys get together Um and um, I, I, I was only a Philly guy for 14 years. I only lived in the area for 14 years. You guys have a lot more roots there tonight. But I, I fell in love with the city when I moved there. Um, I still don't understand the Eagles fans. But, but, but otherwise, <laughs> I, I really just, I mean, I, I love that city. So, uh, but it's, a, you know, so, you know, always great to, when Philly guys get on the show tonight. We can outnumber Aaron tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been, Aaron? Okay. You I've been, been to Philadelphia play? one time. Uh, I to, to actually to go to a Phillies game. So okay, yeah. uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed myself. In the did city. you go did to you the get something thrown at you? Uh, no, I didn't get anything thrown at me. I went to the new see, stadium. Uh-huh. I got to go. I got to see. Was it the Spectrum? 
What's well, the, was the better stadium? I got Better's to see stadium. the Spectrum before it was torn down. The yep. little one, yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, I got to see the Liberty Bell. I got to do, walk around the city and see like graveyards in between buildings and stuff like that. I think is what I was seeing. So it was a pretty interesting city, right? It, yeah. it, it is. It's a great yeah. city. There's, I think there's like some great restaurants along Walnut Street and everything, which I'll put those restaurants against anywhere in the world. The restaurants on Walnut Street. So, um, and uh, you know, Aaron, you, the old stadium wasn't that bad, by the way. I, I have a lot of good memories at the vet, so yeah, it's never had a chance. Uh, I'm very sentimental, but I love the new stadium. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, I, re- I just I remember the trough, and then also, well, we also had a jail in there, but that's for other. <laughs> well, it was needed, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it was. It's okay, but that's that goes into our whole attitude, right? Well, right. You know, right. Philly's a blue collar town with a lot right. of history, and sometimes, yep. uh, you know, we get a little out of control, but it's okay. Yep. Exactly. A little wild, and that's and that you know, and carries through to who we are. Right. No. So, so guys, it's tremendous to have you guys on. Um, and I'm excited. We we invited Michael on the show, and then we found out that Joe was joining Quality Importers. Michael was actually booked before Joey. I even mean, Joe was joining the company. And by the way, Joe, good job at like not telling anyone this because <laughs> I talked to you. We message a lot, but this this you did not flinch on this. You dropped hints your last day through state, but no one knew where you were going. <laughs> so. Exactly. I mean, I, look, you, I can keep. I can keep a secret. I can keep things tight to my best when I need to. Uh, but yeah, I'm the one who always asks you, "Hey, Joe, what's the freestyle life cigar?" <laughs> like, he go. It's well, he could tell us now, right? <laughs> yeah, you could tell. I us. mean, I could, but I'm still <laughs> not telling. <laughs> Understood. Understood. But no, it's great to have. So, what I want to do is, I want to kind of just uh, kind of find out from each of you. We'll start with Michael. Um, you know, Michael. Let, you know, we know each other from your days at, at General and then Ventura. Um, obviously, you left Ventura and a lot of people didn't know maybe it was going to be Michael was going to go into the sunset. Right. Uh, you had a great career, um, but you came in to join Quality Imports. So what happened after you left Ventura? So I was living in California. Uh, COVID hit and put the kiboshes on everything. And I felt like I was incarcerated there because we couldn't <laughs> do anything for a year. Um, but you know, I was able to just hang out and just work out a lot and hanging, hanging out in Malibu and just enjoying life. It was pretty cool. So, you know, had opportunities to come back on the premium side, but what's so funny about how this all happens is, um, Alex Goldman, who's our president now, he was COO. I've known Alex for a hundred years and I happened to be looking on LinkedIn one day and I'm like, wow, Alex is at quality importers. Now I had been there three years ago to visit. I was on tour in Florida visiting and stopped in there and met Michael Giordano, the owner. Um, and I remember that. And I'm like, Alex, you're a premium guy. What are you doing here? So we chatted for a little bit. Um, that turned into a conversation with Michael Giordano to, a day later. And our conversation turned into two hours. It was like, get your ass down here. Uh, Tuesday, I was there. Spent all day Wednesday. By the time I flew back to LA, I had a job offer. And I'm like, you know what? this is pretty cool because I've done accessories in my life Yep. and you know, with all the brands that I launched and this was just a really cool thing to do. So why not, why not come to the accessory side? So, you know, it's funny the manifestation, you know, we talk about this a lot, even though we're at, we're in Florida, Michael and Marilyn Diordano, the two owners of quality importers always like to put out these positive vibes and our energies are resonating throughout the universe. And the truth of it is that if you put that out, abundance comes to you. So, Alex attracted me, 
Joe by a friend called me one night and said, hey, Joe is interested. I've known Joe for a long time. And all these cigar people now are part of our company. So, you know, we're, we didn't grow up in the accessory business. We understand it really well. Quality Importers is a great company. I mean, 22 year startup company is the way we talk about it. 11 great brands. The Giordano family has basically acquired brands over the years, mostly competitors. And it was just like, this is so cool because I don't have to compete against anybody. All these cats in the industry are my friends. And now we can help everybody between manufacturers and retailers with accessories. I mean, our, our tagline is we're, we help you sell more cigars. We're the vehicle to do that. And, you know, if you think about it, every event we all go to is everybody wants the cool swag that's out there and it sells yeah. more cigars. So this was just great. So Joe's been with us, what, nine days now, Joe? Uh, yep, it was my ninth day. It's been ninth it's day. Been a crazy nine days. And it was so cool about it is like it's like we known each other for like you know twenty years. We talk the same language. We know what we want to get done, and you're going to see some incredible, incredible things coming from us. That um, I think we're smiling behind the scenes of how we're going to move this company forward and really shake up the industry because. You know, I look at this, I look at the accessory industry as important as the premium cigar industry. I mean, we go hand in hand and, you know, what we make between, you know, Sycar and Paleo and Humidor Supreme and Cigar Caddy and Div Pro and all the cool stuff that we've done that have been acquired over the years and our swag bunker, which I know we have some stuff Joe's going to talk about it. Um, we can do anything. So when we talk about quality, quality importers 3.0, it's like web 3.0. We're going to a place that is going to connect the world and we're going to be able to do that with our accessories to blow people's minds. That's, awesome. that's the story. Awesome. Uh, awesome. And, and, you know, Michael, um, one thing I was kind of talking to Joe and just like thinking about in general is, you know, as cigar people, we, we try different cigars. So we're constantly, we're going to different brands, but with our accessories, these are the things that we have to use every day. Yeah. Like so, these are the ones that I really don't like. I yes, I have different accessories for different needs, but you know, these are the ones we have to go to every day. So they're really more near and dear in a lot of ways because, and I and I want things that are going to work and function for me and be exciting to use. So I I think it's I think it's really key as far from the accessory standpoint as far as that goes. Well, the funniest thing is all the accessories and humidors and cutters and lighters I've had over the course of my life all came from quality importers. And I had no do it, no idea about it. And I walked in and I'm like, oh, I have that. I have that. Like, that's part of like this, this great group of brands that have been purchased and put together so retailers can come to us. We have everything that you need to open up a shop or to have accessories. I already have. So part of part of our strategy is to let people know when we say buy QI is this is the house of brands of all these cool brands that we have. So lighters, cutters humidors towers furniture i mean you, you name it we have it no it's it's uh it's really good i know we're going to be getting into we'll be diving into several of these um i mean i could just tell you um i've been going to the qi booths the last few years at the trade show and it's it kind of is this it's a full service booth and there's like all these it kind of reminds it like there's kind of a, a reminder to the general days to some extent where general had each of the uh, brands and you guys have all these different brands and there are different stations in the booth. So it's, it's kind of cool to see that. Thank you. I agree. I absolutely agree. Yep. 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 So, so Joe, about you now, so you kind of shocked a lot of people a couple of weeks ago 
nine days ago. You showed up at Quality Importers. Uh, you knew. Uh, I I did know that the day you left your estate. That part I did know. But but you know, as far as where you were going, that was a little bit of a surprise to I think a lot of folks. Well, I think it's it's a, it was a little bit of a surprise, and and honestly, it's one of those things that it, when you really think about it, it wasn't. It, it's not a shock. When I look at you know when I went to Drew Estate, I went to a company that makes amazing cigars, that makes good product, strong product. And they really, you know, did me a, you know, a great job training me, giving me the knowledge, the, the learning of the premium business. I mean, I was working in retail before, but really on the manufacturer side. And I got to do some amazing things there and, you know, create a lot of amazing programs and build out a lot of things, especially during COVID when we had the whole world had to go digital. But I've always wanted more. I always wanted new opportunities to kind of spread my wings and really hit the ground with something and, and not just build, but expand and grow it. And, you know, so I started kind of just looking around a little bit, but I, I came back to it's like, what products do I trust? What's, you know, what cigars, what things do I use every day? And I, you know, I was sitting there cutting a cigar one day and I'm looking at my cutter. I'm like, wow, you know, Zycar, quality imports. These are like, they're doing some really cool things. I know they just brought a Michael and I, you know, I just kind of put a feeler out there and I just said, Hey guys, you know, I want to know a little bit more about what you're doing and got to talking with Michael a little bit spend a long time with Alex and then, you know, kind of like Michael, you know, when they make a decision or they, you know, they have an idea or they want to act, they act quickly. And, you know, I had a conversation with Alex and less than 12 hours later, I had an offer letter and, you know, I gave it some serious consideration. I, you know, I talked with my wife, you know, I thought it over and I said, you know what, I'm feeling something here. I'm feeling called to this. I have an opportunity to really build and grow something at QI with a product that I trust that they use every day day in, day out. And I think this is something that I wanted to do. And they, you know, they offered me a position of director of marketing and communications. And it's been nine days and it's been a whirlwind, but it's been such a tremendous, exciting whirlwind. I mean, I'm learning a ton from Michael, from Alex, from uh, Mike Giordano, just about this side of the business that I knew from Drew Estate, you know, as in, you know, we were, you know, Drew Estate was Kings of Swag and they, we've had we've done a lot of business with QI with other manufacturers, but to really now see it from this side, it's a whole new learning experience, and that's exciting to me. Like every day I go in, I want to learn something new, and it gives me opportunities to do cool things like this amazing cigar coop cutter. Look at so, that! Look at that! Look so, at that! You know, learning about the swag bunker, learning about our eleven amazing strong brands is really cool, and. Coop, we haven't talked about the giveaway yet, but let me at least drop it in here so we can get people, you know, get them rocking and get a chance to win. So, guys, we have three of these. I'm putting it up one more time. Yeah, amazing, one of a kind. Yeah, well, three of a kind. Three of a kind. I don't cutters. even have one of these, by the way. Just you know, Joe's got the Joe's got the only. Green I do have them. Yes. Yeah. So we yeah because we just we just got them printed. I wanted to make sure we got them for the show. This is some of the cool stuff that we can do with this white bunker, and we wanted to show it off. So you got to drop your favorite Zycar piece in the comments. I also want you guys sharing out the show. Let's pack it in. I know everybody wants to, you know, you want to get the best odds, but I want to get a good crowd here tonight. So share out the show and then drop your favorite Zycar, you know, your Zycar tool, your Zycar cutter, your lighter, whatever you love, put it in the comments and let's, you know, we're going to pick out three winners tonight live on air. It has to be live tonight. So you can yep. enter tomorrow. Yep, exactly. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to actually shut that down. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, no, so that's good. So yeah, put it in the comments. Uh, your favorite one. And uh, it, as long as it's a QI product, I mean that's what it's got to be. So that's yep. what that's what we'll just add. Or as I, you know, Zycar Heritage, of course. So 
I want it. How so, do I get one? How do I get one? Get, get my, my, please get Michael one of those. Yeah. Uh, Michael, call Miguel in the morning. I'll, I'll just probably curse you. We got so many words coming in, but we, we'll jam it up and we'll get one more made. I, I was impressed how fast you turned that around, by the way, because you, you asked me for that graphic, I think, last Thursday. And you had the thing turned around by yesterday. So mm-hmm. that, that was that's some... The, that's the amazing thing we can do with this flag bunker. That's yeah. like the, the, it's one of the really cool things that you learn that like we have that, you know, really no one else has is the ability to make this kind of swag for retailers, for, you know, people like you in the media coop, we can do all these really cool customizations and we can turn it around really fast in house. It, it was, that's great. Yeah. It's wonderful. Uh, I just love the work that's being done there. So I want to ask Mike, I want to ask you and both of you guys actually, you guys have new roles in the company. Um, you know, these roles uh, are different. And I think, you know, from what I know, I think they are really welcome roles that I think people could get very excited about. Um, because like I said, I think you guys had the products, uh, certainly. But now I think with some of the sales and marketing and communications that you guys are going to bring to the table, um, I think this is going to be a win-win for everybody. So, so Michael, I'll start with you. Talk a little about these roles that you have now and how it's a little different, maybe for quality importers. So uh, my title is chief of customer engagement. So I am head of sales and marketing. Um, and Alex, who's president and CEO, he takes care of the other half of the business. So all the operation stuff. So, um, you know, and international markets for us as well, which mm-hmm. we're very strong in. So my job is basically to take my experience from my 39 years in the premium cigars and now my 40th year on the accessory space and, you know, spill my knowledge out and come up with ideas. Now that Joe's come aboard, we've tag teamed together to really build out that marketing end. I mean, you think about an accessory company and you think, well, it's got to be that simple. I mean, there is a lot of moving parts. I mean, we have a 43,000 square foot warehouse in Western Florida. I mean, we have... All these, you know, we have 11 great brands. We have over 70 employees that work there. We have an international division where we have a warehouse there. We have several warehouses where we actually have additional product here in Florida. So we're an up and coming and growing organization. So all those moving parts are very critical. You know, I have an inside sales team. Pretty much no one is on the road per se. So I've got eight eight remote salespeople that literally work the phones and, you know, we're territory based now where we weren't prior to that. So what we're doing is we're, you know, we brought in new personnel, we brought in new products, we brought in, you know, talented people like Joe, and now we're looking to move forward. So, you know, we're moving forward very quickly and really advancing what we've done. This is fairly new for the company, but credits to Alex and Mike Giordano and Marilyn, where they see the need for us to t- take these leaps and just do something different. So kudos to them to see that. Um, secondly, I think, you know, one of the reasons Joe's here is because he's a talented cat. So we made, you know, we made a role for him and it was just like, we brought those on. So between Joe, myself, Alex, we have four, four of our salespeople that come from the cigar industry. We, we literally have seven premium cigar people. So we're starting a trend there where if you're in a premium space, there's a room for you here at Quality Importers because that knowledge and experience. So for me, you know, my talents are this, I, I know I've done everything on the premium side. And now I'm on this side. So for me to be able to share my knowledge with manufacturers that we work with and retailers that we work with and consumers, I mean, the stories I can tell you and the experiences of how to build brands and how to build your business and to work with other manufacturers, to me, is super fun because I'm not competing against anybody. I'm just out there to help everyone out there. And, you know, 
when you when you sit back, I mean, it just gives you this warm, glowy feel about, wow, this is a cool place to be in and actually grow it, as Joe said. So that's that's what I do. Um, you know, we go in every day and it's um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of redoing of stuff that we that we haven't done before. And the base is strong. The base has been set for us. Um, who knows what else the Giordano family is going to purchase next, but they're always on the hunt for opportunities and, you know, any of these great brands. And I know talking to Michael Giordano, he, Joe and I were sitting with him last two hours, like a night, a night ago. I forgot what time, what day it is. Um, hmm. And he's like, man, I've just, I've just bought brands because I wanted retailers and consumers to understand if you need anything in the accessory space, we're the people to do it. Yeah. And I loved hearing that because to me, that's old time retail, right? Real-time retailers is like, you know, one to show, one to go. No, I got to have every product and I got to have 10 to go. And that is the mentality. And that's a super great mentality. Hence the 43,000 square feet. But I want to say to any, any of the consumers out there watching this, one, thank you for being up this late. And secondly, if you guys want to come to our offices, get a hold of Joe or get a hold of me through, through Will or through Aaron. And you're invited to come take a tour through our facility. And you will be blown away as Joe's speaking about, you know, with our swag bunker, that the things that we can do um, and accessories and personalize them is a billboard for your business. So that's what yeah. I do. Awesome. That, that's awesome there. Um, you know, I was talking to, to Joe a little before in the green room before you guys came on. And, and Michael, your title was very... Um, it resonated with me quite a bit, right? The word consumer engagement. And as I was thinking about it now, as, as I was prepping for the show, I, I thought it was a key thing. Here's what I'll just say. I think it was the key thing that quality importers was missing up until this point. Okay. I think you had certainly you had the products, right? Um, you certainly had a great uh, space in the market, but I think the consumer engagement piece was kind of like a sleeping giant that you guys could tap into right now. Uh, where I don't, and I'll say this, I don't think any accessory companies, that's the one area I, I just don't see them doing it. And I think you guys are ahead of the curve on that. So I don't know if you have any comments on that, but that was just my thoughts. Um, that's actually a title that, you know, Alex, Alex has known me for a long time and he is just like, this is the perfect thing for you. Listen, I pretty, I've been pretty much in every retail store over the last 39 years in the U.S. Um, I've worked with a lot of retailers and met a lot of great consumers have become friends. I have one of my best buddies from Philly, who's my training partner. When I go back to Philly, we've trained together for, I don't want to say, but like 35 years. Uh, we connected through cigars again. And um, I mean, these are the friendships that you create out there. And, you know, it's fun. It's absolutely a lot of fun. And to those experiences and those knowledge. And, you know, I, I think I'm a personal guy. I mean, I love to talk about, you know, what I do. If somebody's interested, it just makes it more fun. So I think it's a perfect title. Oh, I, I do too. Um, and like I said, I've known you for a long time, even going back to when you were with Team La Gloria. Um, I, I you were doing consumer engagement with that brand where it had never really been done at that level before. So I've seen you, and I saw you do it again at Ventura. Um, so it, it's almost like I when, I when I found you a hire, I'm like, this was a great hire because I felt, you know, quality importers certainly with their product base could, could really benefit from that. And, and, you know, especially like you said, I've seen you in many retail shops over the years and, and at trade shows. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, what's funny. I was thinking about, you know, when I was coming on tonight, 
the first time I met you, you st- you were starting, and we met at baggage claim in the Las Vegas airport. airport. Yep. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And I, I came up to you, and I'm like, man, congratulations. Welcome to the industry. And, you know, if you need anything. And you were, you've been and continue to be the absolute gentleman in the industry. And I've always loved that about you. And I need to say that because I say this to you every time, but it's a big, big honor to, to be here. But how many years now? 244 episodes. That's like, <laughs> that's like 80 dog years, right? How years is that? Right, right. I got, no, no. Hey, I appreciate it as well. I remember that as well. I remember going through the booths uh, at, at that general booth in 2010. That was a big year for LaGloria, if you remember. Yep. That was yep. the artisanos and all that were coming out. And, and, and like, I was just nobody. And Michael treated me like, like, with the level of respect that I was like, I was really blown away by it. So I haven't forgotten that. It's kind of funny because the other person at that trade show who was uh, the other one reached out to me is Matt Boots. He was on last week. It's kind of funny that you guys were on back to back. So, uh, so I remember that a lot. And, and uh, you know, we've, we've gotten to know each other over the years. I, I didn't make that trip out to California. Unfortunately, things that's when things started to change a bit, but I was kind of uh, a little bummed on that, but you know, I understood that things were happening, obviously that were beyond a lot of people's control. Yep. Well, Florida's closer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that's pretty good. Now, you guys mentioned um, about um, quality importers. We talked a little about it's, it. Have all the brands been acquired or has been anything started from scratch? No. I mean, you know, Michael Giordano, you know, one of the, one of the reasons I loved the organization was when I met in our showroom slash conference room, he told me how we started and, you know, listen, I read I read a lot about Steve Jobs and his biography by Walter Isaacson and, you know, all these great entrepreneurs. But I mean, he started in Long Island with $15,000 in one humidor skip. And, you know, he tells us the story that it, guys, were, he said, I'm going to go to the RTDA, which was what it was called back then. And they told him, oh, God, you're going to lose your ass. Why would you do that? And he's like, you know what? I ain't listening to anybody. I'm going anyway. And. Out of that, he started buying and building and purchasing these brands. And we all remember when, you know, we were at TPE in 2018 and the news broke through the show that quality importers had purchased Icar. And we were all looking at each other like, oh, my God. Like, like no one saw that coming. Nobody yeah. saw it coming. But yeah. that's Michael Giordano. I mean, that's what he does. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Knowing that story, knowing that 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 mentality of, you know, tell me not to do this and I'm going to do it anyway. That's what we're about anyway. Yeah. In the cigar industry, that's what we're about. But to have the balls to do that, um, he's just acquired brands over the years and mostly competitors. But his, like I said earlier, his mindset is I need to buy products so retailers can come to us, so consumers can come to us and buy everything that you need in the accessory space. And you hear that story and you sit and you're like, man, I, I read about Steve Jobs. I'm sitting next to a guy that did this in one of the most crazy businesses we're all in. And he did this. I mean, that's pretty cool. And, and then there's just like, it's compelling. You got to come here. You got to come here and, and work on this. Yeah, it was, um, you know, and he had acquired Palio prior to Zycar. Exactly. Right? So I guess my, you know, why it surprised a lot of people is, hey, he's got Palio. I'm sure everyone thought was, Palio is going to go after Zycar, right? But what does he do? He goes and acquires Zycar a couple of years later or a few years later. And, and that's we I was actually I was actually in the Dominican Republic uh, on a bus to Santa Domingo. And literally, I, my phone started blowing up with this news. I'll never forget it when it happened. because uh, and, I, and I didn't have any you know, Internet or anything, but everyone's I'm like, 
everyone's phones blowing up on the bus. And it was kind of funny um, when that happened. Um, and I think I remember a couple of people at TPE. I remember they, they were, there were people on the floor at TPE when this happened too. I mean, cause I was going yeah. on the same week as I was in the Dominican. Yeah. Which it was so cool. I was, I was there with Ventura working with my salespeople just to, we stopped in to say hello and pay respects. And we went through a tour and I ended up doing projects with quality importers mm-hmm. because they had a, a swag bucker, which was right. basically starting out. And, you know, what, four years later, I end up working for the company. So, you know, when I talk about manifestations and abundance and, you know, Michael and his family and I'm, and I'm into this as well. I mean, it was a calling like, you know, make a plan. God laughs. He already knew where we were coming. I mean, he knew we were going to end up there. Why all of a sudden we had to go see quality importers in between stops. There was a reason. Right. And I reflected it on that when I was there. And what blew me away, Will, was it's 43,000 square feet. I mean, it is wrong to a point like, oh, my God, right. you guys are not messing around here. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know, every day I walk through the warehouse and I'm like, it's like I'm in awe of all the cool stuff we have, but also like we got to sell all this stuff too. So yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. The uh, is that if that's a just that's a lot of space. <laughs> so I'll just yeah. tell you, yeah. you know, that's like you know, you think of four thousand square feet as like a sprawling house. Now take 10, 11 times that. And honestly, uh, yeah, honestly, I've never been in you know in all the years I worked in previous, I've never been into a facility that is large as our warehouse. Wow. On, for just for cigars, I right. mean, this is like crazy. Yeah, no, it, it definitely it definitely is for sure as far as that goes. Um, you know, it's uh, you uh, the swag bunker. So let's talk a little about that. Like, and I think on a high level, people know that hey, this is the customization arm of the swag bunker. But maybe we'll talk a little about the mission and maybe a little bit what you could tell how how you guys make this all work. Because uh, there's a lot of magic you guys do with this, for sure. I mean, just turning around that cigar coop cutter. But I've seen you guys have done some incredible work on on from the swag bunker. Thank you. Well, I'll let Joe take this. I mean, look, the swag bunker is our customization arm. It is something that is so unique in the industry where we can take pretty much anything that we make, any one of our products, and we can custom, we can laser engrave it. We can print on it, UV print on it. We do humidors. We do cutters. We do lighters. We can come out with pretty much anything under the sun. We're going to take your logo. We're going to build your brand, put it in the store, put it, you know, if you want to do it like we're doing tonight with you, Coop, for the, you know, for the giveaway. We have these such cool, unique options to really help our retailers, our customers brand their business. It's, it's like a billboard, right? If you want to get, you know, one, you're the one $2 plastic cutters that, and you want to just give those to your consumers and let them go when they're on the golf course. Hey, where'd you get that? Oh, I got it from. You know, my cigar shop down the road, look, it has the name, their, their phone number on it right there. Boom. Ready to go. It's a business card. You have so many cool options. Then you create such unique pieces. These pieces are truly works of art. We take, you can take your logo. If you have a graphic design that you want to use, go ahead, send it to us. If you need help with that, we can help you with that and create something that's beautiful. And what that's really going to do, it just is essentially, it's a unique offering and builds up a new value add for retailers, for consumers, and just elevates our products and the luxury that we can do with that and gives them that custom unique feel to every, you know, to every store. And it's special. And that's one of the cool things that we have that, like I said, no one else has. And it's, it's a really strong selling proposition. When you go to your store, it's like, hey, where'd you get that? Oh, I got that from QI. 
they, you know, they, they actually cared about my business. They want to grow my business. They want to support it and build on it. Michael, I mean, I'm, I'm nine days in. So if you, if I'm missing stuff, please go ahead. No, you, you're a very sharp young man. So you got it now. <laughs> I mean, I'll put it in another way because I'm a close, close hound, right? It's you could take, what's the greatest thing about clothes is that it fits you correctly. That's why you need a great teller. And so you could take a $200 suit and if you get it tailored perfectly, you're going to look like it's a thousand dollar suit. And, you know, the customization houses, we take our products and tailor them to a point where you look at it and like, wow, the perceived value is even worse. So for our retailers out there, I mean, they could actually make a little bit more money on the product because it's customized to them. And when you walk through our swag bunker, I mean, we have a team of five led by Miguel, Walter, and Ryan. These guys are wonderful. We have Mardini. We have Carlos. None of these names mean anything to you, but it means a lot to us because these guys never stop what they're doing. It's, it's a beautiful machine, but when you look at the artwork, it's like this used to be a $2 cutter. It looks like a $20 cutter now after they get done with it. And it's just like, wow, man. And I walk in there and I'm just looking around and I'm like a kid in a candy store. Every day there's something different going through there. Every day there's another product. We're always experimenting on, on stuff. I mean, those guys are. We just walk in there and like, hey, you know what? We want to build a rocket ship. Okay. Just, you know, tell us how big you want it. I mean, this is the mentality. So it's pretty cool to see that. And actually, Michael, let me just tap, tap on something else and you touch on it too. It's like, hey, you know, it's every day is something different. You know, before when, you know, you see, you know, customers, they see, you know, retailers or anybody for that matter. It's like, how can I, how can I get my own swag? How can I get something? And they see like, oh, I got, it's, uh, it's unfathomable. I got to run like 5,000 pieces. It's going to be, that's the minimum order. It's crazy. No, we can do small print runs. We can do things, you know, that fit your needs. It doesn't have to be. 10,000 units and you know you're going to back a container up to your store we can do 25s 50s hundreds whatever you need and th that suits you because we understand the retail we understand your business and we understand it's like look we're here to help and how can like you know we can't afford that but we want to offer you what a capability that you can't get anywhere else yeah no i think it's a great model and um you know like i said just um it's kind of an easy model in a lot of ways, right? I mean, if, if someone wants to, I mean, I, I obviously know you have a lot of relationships with manufacturers, but if a retailer wants it, they could just go through their sales rep, right? And say, hey, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's this simple. You have a logo, you send it to us. We take right. care of the rest. That's, that's, what, that's what I did with that's Joe. Uh, that's what I did with Joe. I sent the thing to him yep. on Thursday. And then yesterday he showed me the final product. And I'm like, there it is. I mean, look at that. I mean, no, we can't guarantee that quick of a turnaround for everybody. But I mean, you're talking <laughs> at most like four weeks. Right. And it, it, from logo to logo to ship, I mean that's that's kind yeah. of what we offer, and that's such a, it, it's it's amazing the turnaround time. You know, you get the items in, and we, we get it out because we're here to help you guys, you know, help you grow and get this today. And yeah. that's just it's it's fun. You know, there was a good question in here from Eduardo. Um, do QI products from the Swag Bunker um, can they be used like if someone has a wedding or something like that or? Absolutely. So how would they, how would someone do that? Let's say, you know, you're a customer and you're having an event or a wedding. Do, do, do you go through your retailer? How does that work? So if you're a consumer, go to your retailer, say, Hey, listen, QI has a swag bucker. I want to do, you know, for my groomsmen, I need, you know, depending how many right. friends you have, right? right. <laughs> I need a dozen cutters and a dozen lighters. 
I mean, if you don't have any friends, well, we could still make you one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we can do that for you. Just go right. through your retailer. Yeah. That's it. It's that simple. We right. get a logo with what you need. We two graphics, two genius graphic design artists. They play around. They work on this. Like I right. see this stuff and my head just gets plumb because I don't know. Like they do this all day long. They wow. size it up. They get the right specs for it. They play with the logo. We send it back to you. You look at it and say, okay, can you change the color? Boom, it's done. Can you do this? Boom, it's done. And you get approved before you approve it. Once you approve it, it's done. That's it. You wait four weeks and here comes your custom-made product. Yeah, I'm holding up the – I have a J.C. Newman 125 cutter here. And I'm just amazed at the work you guys are able to just – it just – this is an odd shape, right? Yep. But, you're you're, but you're able to kind of do stuff. And does your team, it's, I got to give credit to the team on that. Odd shape, but you find a way to make it. Make it like, the Coop logo certainly isn't your normal logo either. I was wondering. No. How, <laughs> I was wondering. No, how our was graphic this. design team, when they saw it, they're like, you know, this, this is good. It could look really small. I'm like, well, no. They were like, what if I do it this way up, you know, up the side? Yeah. I'm like, that's perfect. Look, it wraps yeah. around beautifully. Yeah. And it shows off the logo. I mean, you see it. And it comes across gorgeous on this piece. And it's, now it's its own little work of art. Yeah. And that's one of those, you know, that's what we're doing here is we're actually, we're producing art. And what's, what I love about this, and I mean, guys, we all know half of us and well, most of the cigar industry are all Instagram photographers at the end of this day. You got to have cutters that match your set. You got to match the band, right? You got to match right. the whole thing, get the picture right. right. This is what that customization that you can have. Whatever you think, right. whatever you want, you dream it, we can do it. Yep, that's great. So let's get in, you know, let's get into some of the products. Um, it was a big trade show for um, quality importers. Um, it, first of all, it was Zycar's 25th anniversary. So that's a milestone yeah. in, in itself. And um, you guys didn't disappoint. You come out with this very uh, unique product, uh, which I have here, the, uh, the Revolution. And uh, you have it too. So I've never seen a cutter like this before, right? And uh, it's an amazing cutter. Um, Mike, I'll, I'll start with you. Talk a little about this project. I know this project was probably in the works b before you came on, but certainly yes. you were the one that introduced it to a lot of us this year. So we did We did three cutters. Two, the first one was a limited edition with 22 karat rose gold finish. Yep. The little plaque that are all numbered. Um, this is something that Michael Giordano was working on in a collaboration with Dan Hoff, who does products for us as well. This mm -hmm. one. Um, and the idea was to do something that was handleless and do something for the 25th anniversary. And I am like, oh my God, Zycar has been around that long. I remember the first prototypes of Zycar. This is how long I've been in the industry. And now to work for this company and be like 25 years. So for 10 years, that was, what was funny. I remember yeah, that right? 10 years. That's yeah. what I thought, right? Yeah. But it's, yeah. that's how long a great product sticks around. Right. So to do this, I mean, it's power assisted and the way it's engineered is that the springs work with you. So Back in the day, if anybody's older, we used to have to use, you know, bicep strength to turn the, turn the right. wheel to a power assist, power assist uh, turning came into place. And that's basically the, the concept of this. But you can get beautiful synchronized action with it. You can snap it. You can actually ease it into the turn, into the cutter, into the head of the cigar. It cuts beautifully. No, no tobacco pieces get into the blades. It's designed so it keeps them out. The little finger piece, you can use your index finger, your ring finger to stabilize it. I mean, there's no right or wrong way to use this. You can use, if you're left-handed, it's easier to use as your left hand. So it is a very unique design in 
it's look ma no handles it's yeah. got zero handles on it so you know everybody i've given it to is like wow i don't really get this i like dude in three minutes playing it, with this thing you'll get it yeah I, I remember when i tried it at the trade show for you, you you had me try it it was very very easy to get you, the hang of it i've been playing with this a lot the last couple of days as well cutting cigars with it, even though i can't smoke them um I'm going to have pretty pre-cut cigars, but um, it w- here's the thing that I, I liked about it um, for me as a, as a user getting a little bit of arthritis right now, right? At my yeah. age, right? This, this made it very easy for me to get a cut. I mean, it just, it made it very easy for me to cut things. So and that's a great point. Cause that was one of the other reasons why this was made this way. Yeah. You know, this, so the, the, the rose gold in, you know, it has black blades and 22 carat finish. Um, and the placard is, is black as well. Sold right. out. Sold out immediately. Yeah. We do have a black and a black cutter with uh, black blades. And we have, which Joe's showing, the black cutter with the silver blades. Coop, you have the silver one with the black blades. Those are available and those will be regular production. I mean, suggested retail is $159.99. I mean, it's, it's, it's so inexpensive to pick right. up a ball cutter right so i mean it's become a toy i've done the same thing i had to finally put it down because i all i do all day long is i'm is, I'm, I'm do, i've been doing that a lot too <laughs> but it actually showing the durability of this thing because i've been yeah. doing it for for a couple of days myself uh you're cutting scars just just playing with it get the hang of it it's, it's kind of addictive i'll tell you that <laughs> it, got it, great. Is. it yes. really is yeah but um, I, I i love the way it cuts i mean it right. just cuts beautifully Right. No, it is great. So, you know, a little bit, what was the reception like with the retailers and how have you seen, I know it's recently come into the market, feedback from consumers and anything you've noticed about that? I, I think it's like, you know, we, we compare this to the iPhone. One, when the iPhone first came out, nobody right. really knew how to use it. And then, right. you know, 10 minutes, you figure it out. Uh, and then when they took the button off, I think people took a while for people to figure it out. So it's, it's done very well for us. <laughs> Right, right. I still look for my button. I, I know, like I'm one of those guys. Aaron can tell you that. My Jack, my <laughs> wife just went from the button yesterday to the non-button today, so I'm going oh, through God, the whole so thing with go her. Through three months of that, where it's just yeah. like, wait a minute, I, it, how do I, how do I swipe? How do, how yeah, do I get exactly. <laughs> but I think you know what was interesting to see is people are like, what? You guys did what? Because they expected that butterfly design from Cycro. I'm like, guys, do you see where we're going? We're, we're moving to a different place very, very quickly. So, um, yeah, I mean, the reception's there. Um, it's just going to build and build and build. And, you know, Joe's going to do some fun stuff with this as well. So if we get enough people on tonight, we may be generous enough, right, Joe, to maybe give one away? Yeah, I mean, if we can get a couple more people in the house, if we yeah. can pack this up, you know, 40 Where are we at, Where are we at with people? We're, we're not like 30, 30, 30 yeah, five, little, like, I, I think we could get more comments in here, guys. I think if we, if we get some more comments and we can get a few more viewers in here, guys, I'll give one of these away. You know, I will give my personal one away. Slightly used, I promise. You know, look, it's it's right here. Going on my heart. You know, rub it there. I puff it up for you. No, yeah. you guys get a chance to win Joe's Cutter. That's, you know, look, I got I got one of these the first day and then I'm like, uh, well, I'll give it up tonight. You know, there you go. Guys. That's a hashtag, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, so all you got to do is put a comment in uh, of your favorite Zycar or your favorite quality importers products. It could be. So it could be any any quality importers product. And, so what's and, the number? What's the number of comments we need to get here? We're up to 65. Oh, Stop watching football. Come watch us. One yeah. more entertaining. Yeah. 
Hey, Coop, by the way, the Phillies won, just so you know. Okay. So you Thank, you. Thank you. <laughs> that's why I didn't hear there, from I Ben. Can get, I can get that. I, I know that's been eating at you. I know it is. You say he wasn't, but it was. Did they, 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 they had a one nothing lead. Did they, hold, did they hold the lead? They did. They held the lead. one nothing. I can't believe it. Oh, my goodness. Let's get some more comments. Let's let's get some more viewers in here. Let's pack it in. Let's, if yeah, you hit 150, you get a chance to vote. You got the 150, you guys got a lot of work to do. You'll win one. You got some work. Drop some comments in there. Let's get, right. let's get some conversation going. Yep. Guys. Yep. I'll be right down. Yeah. Hey, so there was some comments that came in as well about the, and I saw um, the answer to it, but I just want to mention it as well. Lifetime warranty. So the Zycar White lifetime warranty is still around for folks who may yes. not know it. Unless you decide to take a sledgehammer to it and smash it up into bits or right. I, had, I had a buddy of mine who dropped his Zycar cutter into a barbecue and he's like, Hey, um, I need a new one. And I like, bro, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, listen, we, we, we have, we have warranties on all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I had uh, I know I used it with my high altitude, the high altitude lighter. Um, and I sent it in. I, I, this was on the QI. And actually, yeah. I think you guys simplified the process a lot, by the way, with it. Yeah, we have. It, yeah. yeah. It was much simpler. So, yeah. So, yeah, it is on the Zycar products. So, uh, which is, which is and, that's, and look, and let's talk about the warranty for a minute. I think that's something that has generated a lot of discussion over the years, especially since yeah. the acquisition. And, you know, I think it's really just been something that's been misunderstood. Guys, we offer a limited lifetime warranty. If there was something ever wrong, there was a defect in the cutter, it breaks. Like Mike said, don't take a sledgehammer to it. Yeah, we're not, we can't return that. Or, you know, you scratch it up by putting it through the wash. Yeah, that's not something we're going to cover. But at the end of the day, we stand behind our products. You know, one of the things that used to they used to do prior to the acquisition, yeah, the consumer could return it to a retailer and they would swap it, and then the retailer would hold on to it. But that really was unfair to our retailers. They're holding, they're giving away their money, they're you know, then putting it in there yeah. to send it back. We wait for a swap. It's not fair. No one else does that. You don't go to, you know, a Macy's and return your, you know, something back to them. If you know that you, you know, sorry, that you bought from, you know, sorry, let me put this in a better way. You don't go to Best Buy to return your refrigerator. You go to Frigidaire, you talk to them. That's the warranty. You work through them and you're going to get back and get your product back. You know, Benchmade, you're not going to go through Dick's. You're going to go through and say, hey, this kind of broke. No, you go through Benchmade knives. You go through Yeti. Hey, I have my coolers screwed up. You don't talk to yeah. them. That's where your warranty is through. We stand behind it and we're here to support you guys through it. And that's something that may have gotten a little lost. And it's, you know, it was a, you know, it was a change, but it's a change for the better. It's, it's a, we can better serve you. So we know exactly what's going on with our products. We can get it out there and we can fix it for you quickly. We have a great customer service team that's here to help you. You just go to our website, fill out the form and drop your cutter and you'll get those shipping label and you'll, you'll get it mailed out this and we'll get it back to you. And yep. again, that's because we stand and believe in, our, you know, in the Zycar products. And it's always going to be there. This is a luxury good. This is something that is something I know. Like I remember back when I was a consumer, you know, you sometimes you save up for this cutter. Look, you know, it's a, a, the revolution. You know, it's 160 bucks. Some people it's a drop in the bucket. Some guys you're saving up for a couple months for this because yeah. you want this. You need this. You want to know that you're going to be able to buy something you can believe in. And that's what we're here. That's what we stand behind. And that's what we believe in. So I just wanted to take a minute to kind of address that because, you know, it's, it's really, it was a misconception that like they thought, Oh, it went away or that they don't stand oh. behind the product. But no, it's always been there and it will always be there. I also want to say you guys really, uh, you put tracking in there. It was, it's, I mean, like I said, it was great. 
to do it. It was painless. It was great. I got the thing back uh, very quickly, but I was able to try to track where everything was and everything. It was that was a good job. But like I said, it, it did get lost, Joe, for that. I, I got to say, it did and, get. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to just take a minute here just to talk about it, right? Because this is this is the thing, you know. And I, Michael hasn't really brought up this term yet, but you know what we're calling in house right now. It's QI three It's about transparency. It's about open and honest communication with our retailers. It's about a whole new QI. It's about, the, you know, bringing my, you know, Alex on board, Michael, myself, we're here to not only just change some common perceptions, but to really build out a lot of things that, you know, Michael Giordano over these years has acquired these amazing brands, but it's our turn now to speak to them, to talk to them and communicate to our customers, to our consumers, to educate everyone about who we really are and talk to them directly. And that's what we're doing here tonight. Yeah, no, I think uh, you guys, like I said, do an amazing job as far as that goes. What would be, just go ahead, because I heard you guys mention this quality import is 3.0. What was 2.0? What would have been 2.0? I can kind of figure what 1.0 is. 2.0 is the acquisition of Zyklar. Right. And, you know, when you acquire a company like that, it takes a lot of time to figure out how to put all the pieces together. Right. So, so, you know, it's funny again, you know, two years ago, you two, three years, four years ago, you probably wouldn't have seen Joe and I there. So again, you know, we talk about there's no coincidences. We are where we're supposed to be. And, you know, what had to be worked out and figured out how to integrate a company there took a bit of time to figure that out. And we came in right at 3.0. So 3.0 is, listen, we're, we're set, we're locked and loaded, and now we're going to do some different things and move forward. So this is why this talent has showed up at Quality Importers. Is that so, simple? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I've been on acquisitions uh, and different things and acquisitions when they're big, they take they take a while. I mean, there's yeah. the, the first year you're trying to keep everything stable and then you're at the same time you're trying to move into a new, um, you know, way of doing business. So, you know, they do they really do take time with that. So. Know, what's so funny to me is of all the years I've been in the premium side, I've seen so many changes and companies being purchased by European companies, American companies being by European companies. And, oh my God, everything's changed. I remember my time when I, a little boy, when Ernesto left, it was like, oh my God, you know, the world's going to change. You didn't change. You know what we did? We did some cool stuff. We kept what we were doing. We did better yeah. stuff and we grew that brand and no different to what we're doing at QI. It's, it takes a bit of time. People have to like, you know, if you change the color on the box, which is one of my dictums back then, we're not even changing the cellophane because we changed the cellophane. Oh, you changed the blend. Dude, we're not doing any of that. I mean, that right, right, Joe, you're laughing, but you know, right? Right? No, I, I remember when we put a foot bin on Undercrown Maduro at Drew Estate, that's because the other, you know, Shade and Sungrown had a foot bin and people lost their minds because they're like, oh, something's changed. It was a foot bin just to make it in line with the packaging. And you're just sitting there you're like, what okay that's you know and it, it believes perception yeah and that's you know and they they just think that that no it's it's designed to make it uniform to make it cohesive it was done for a purpose not for any other reason and that's just one of those funny things that you see when you're like when you work on this side of the industry like okay let's just uh we'll go with it but you know it's the same old and that's the stuff that happens and things you have to consider because like you said michael you know we can't do it we can't do it because people are going to think this way and sometimes you know what? You gotta you gotta do it because it's the right thing at the end of the day. Yep. 
yep. agree with that. No, that, that we've seen it time oh, and time yeah. again as well <laughs> on that. Um, you know, there were, there were some other stuff that you had this year at the trade show that I want to mention that I, I that caught my eye and uh, were very interesting. Um, I think the first thing I wanted to mention was um, if you're a Palio Cutter fan, and Palio certainly has a very loyal Cutter following, uh, there's a V-Cutter now after that. Yep. Yeah, it's a 64 ring gauge V cutter mm-hmm. um, for 25 bucks. Um, you know, the, the trend that we're seeing is big ring gauges. We also did a Zycar 80 ring gauge. Yep, right. We did that as much well. needed, by the way, Michael, because I there are 80 ring gauge cigars that I review and they're not easy to cut. So very yeah, much well, needed. We, yes. Yeah, we have an 80 ring gauge cut. It yeah. cuts very smoothly. Yeah. So. You know, the trend's been V-cutters, and, you know, we've heard that. We've been working on that for a period of time, right. but it cuts it cuts deep, and it cuts beautifully. Um, the 80-ring gauge cutter is the butterfly design from, from Zycar, the XI1, right. XI2. That's done very well for us as well. Yeah, so we were excited about it. And the reason we made the 80-ring gauge cutter bigger is that we can get more uh, artwork on there. So That's a good uh, point, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's you know for our swag bucket, they love that we had to have bigger billboard to, to paint their pictures on. So so like an eighty ring gauge cutter, um, but it could be used for any size cigar, right? It just goes up to eighty. So yeah. that's certainly yeah. if you want enough yeah. customization on that. Yeah, I mean you know at, at times here you know I can't finish the whole cigar, so I use that to cut it in half, and mm-hmm. I do save my cigar size <laughs> a little bit later. I'm going to admit to that. <laughs> Whatever works is what I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, but Palio in general is, uh, like, I think, I remember we, t- we had Jimmy on the show uh, about a year and a half ago, and he talked about Palio versus Zycar. And I think you guys have done a good job with the delineation with, with those two brands. Palio is more of the value price uh, segment yep. you guys go to. Exactly right. I mean, Palio is a unique design. It's got that little curve in it, so you can actually rest your cigar on it. Yeah, I mean it's it's sharp as a razor blade. I, that's what I use at home. This is um, what I use right here. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've used these for like nine years straight. It's the only cutter I use. It's a great cutter, right? It cuts. Yep. Aaron doesn't yeah. it cut beautifully it's, all the time? The blades never like they've the blade, never dulled. If you yeah. keep your, I'm telling you, if you keep the blades clean on those, and the same thing with the Zycar, they they're, they're going to work flawlessly for you. Yep. And, and a funny story. A funny story is, I want to say. My days at general, we had an opportunity. It came to us like, hey, we could actually do this, this, this cutter. And I'm like, well, paleo, like, what, what is this? Like, the industry doesn't need a new cutter. And we passed on it. And here I am, I don't know how many years later, and it's part of our portfolio. It's, it's so funny. You know, as you look back on your life, if you live long enough, you could see all the connections of pal. Oh, my God, this is the place I was meant to be. So this little guide here. So, you know, Paleo became like, again, another one of those things. Like, how did that end up at QI? Like, wow, another one of those brands. And it's just a cool cutter. I mean, it comes in a bunch of different colors. Um, I beat the hell out of it here because I'm cutting cigars with it. I I don't care if I beat it up. And it doesn't get beat up. No. The price points are ridiculous. And they have with our lighters. Yeah. We have, you know, we have the Vesuvio, we have the Torsha, a single light, a triple light. I mean, the tank on that. Yeah, you could literally go a month without having to fill that thing. Yeah, this is actually empty. This one, but uh, we got, I just got one. We too. got the Lazio right here. Lazio. I was gonna mention a lot of is pretty cool. That angle. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's Jimmy. Got- Jimmy designed that for us. So cool idea. Joe, is that one of those lighters I can get on the plane? I mean, 
look, it's a torch, so I don't think you're, you know, I well, because there's certainly, yeah, I'm just curious. There's certain ones, you know, with the certain I've, there's plastic in them like where this, they work. I, I haven't tried it yet. You know, usually if I if I try to sneak a torch onto a plane, it's usually because I forgot it in my backpack, and I just hope it doesn't have enough fuel yeah. in it. That you know, yeah, it's it's more so the fuel, but you know, TSA they'll depend on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, luckily, I've I've gotten enough of you know of them through that I can have a cigar at TGI Fridays at the airport and, you know, just sit back and hopefully, yeah. but you know, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but you know, Hey, if it happens, but the thing is, look, these are inexpensive lighters. The Lazio it's 15 bucks. Yep. You know, you've got an amazing lighter lights every time and it's 15 and it's going to work. And what's great is these, these are the ones that you put by the counter. I mean, when I work retail, you always have the, you have your, like, you know, your lighters here, the, you know, the Vesuvio, the Lazio, at tour show and then you can just grab them throw them in your golf bag throw them you know throw them in your bag take them with you if for god you know, god knows we've all lost yeah. how many lighters over our lives right. and it's not going to kill you and that's you know and it works and that's what you're going to get now yeah is it, it, you know they're the plastic it's not like the most luxurious item in your in you know, the man it's not the one that you're going to put in your suit pocket or you're going to do your you know do your amazing shot but you want something that's quality it's going to work yep. time and time again you can't go wrong with pilot and that no. went for eight years Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I mean. You if you take care of it and yep. you know yeah. you don't lose it. Uh, I mean that's that's the real big thing is most of the time you end up losing it, but if you take care of it, it's gonna stick with you. Yep. And again, this is this is what we talk about. Like, why are Michael and I here? It's because the products are just so good. You know, like the everything here is just it's it's quality. it's funny to say it, but like it is. And we believe in that. We're not putting out just things to put out, you know, just to put out the next thing. We want it's something we believe in. Let me ask both of you guys, because I know you guys are both new to the company, right? So there's one mm -hmm. product that you guys have that I, I told Jimmy about this last time he was on the show. And to me, it's the best product out. Like It's it's like the top of, like, you have a lot of top of the line products, but this one, that premium butane, that Zycar premium <laughs> butane is like, I'm telling you, it, it solved half my butane problems. That, that, that <laughs> is all I'm going to tell you. If you got a lighter, I'm just telling you, that's the stuff you got to use. And you know, the secret to that is, is we found out that a British company had the cleanest butane in the market that would stop the jets from clogging up. And so a lot of the things that we were talking about, lighters and warranties, I talked to our warranty guys and they're like, the three things that happen to a lighter, you don't fill it right, you don't clean the burners, and you don't turn the, the you use the wrong butane. In every lighter that, to your point, Coop, every lighter that uses high butane, you will never have an issue with it. I've resurrected lighters, okay, with that butane. Mm -hmm. It is that, I mean, it's that good. Um, I can order it right from your, if my retail doesn't yeah. have it, I can order it right from the website. You guys can ship it, which is good, right? So, mm -hmm. so I mean, I'm just telling folks, it's a, it's a little more expensive for butane, but to me, it solved half my problems with lighters. Yep. You're 100% right about that. I, 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 you know, there's obviously the, there's some maintenance you got to do with it too, but, but I'm just saying that butane really will solve a lot of those jet clogging problems. I, yep. I've, I've never seen anything like it. So it, it, to me, it's a great product. Um, if I, if I was in the comments, that's what I, that's one of my favorite. <laughs> I love a lot of your products, but like I said, that one is uh, a staple. There was a couple of people who commented that the butane is their favorite product. And I, yeah. you know, it's funny. But, but it's not, right? not, it's that good, that butane. No, right? I know. No, but that's the funny part, right? Like of all the things we make, it's like, I love the butane. You're like, awesome. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> something like that. But, but again, it goes from top to bottom. When we say we're, Hey, we're a full service right. company. 
you think, okay, you know, Zachary, you think quality imports, you think, okay, lighters, cutters. No, no, it's down to the butane that we right. care that much. And we put yeah. out a product that's going to help you. It's going to make, make, like you said, make your lighters work better, which means when a retailer sells it to you, hey, I'm buying something trusted. I'm buying something that's going to work. Yeah, it's so it's so funny. Like when when I have sports cars, and they say you need, you need to use eighty nine and up, I do that because right. I can notice the difference. And it's no different with a lighter. If you use the higher premium butane, it is not a gimmick. Mm. It's like one point point two four parts per million of contaminant in it, which is the cleanest butane on the market. And I and don't quote me on that number, but it's like super mm-hmm. low. We found out about this. You know, Jimmy told me this story that. A couple of years ago, we were having issues with butane, and they found out that the butane company we were using wasn't using the cleanest butane. And so we found this company, in, I think it's in Britain, and they had the best, and we ship it overseas to us just to wow. make sure that we got the right thing for it. So wow. it makes a big difference. So you wow. wouldn't take your Ferrari, and I don't have a Ferrari, yeah. but you take a Ferrari and put like, you know, 87 in it, like, dude, yeah. <laughs> you're going to ruin that engine. Yeah. So I can tell you, you know, one of my cars that does need premium, uh, we tend to sometimes have gas shortages in the Carolinas when the pipeline's out and the premium gas is the most scarce. And I will tell you that when I put that that regular gas and I get this knocking on the engine and it's like it just it's the engine rejecting it. It's just like uh, so I see the analogy you're talking about. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. So a couple of others I just want to mention. Um, this I thought there was another. You know, stinky ashtrays have been again. That's something in the QI portfolio. People may not know stinky ashtrays, but this year you guys introduced a whole new brand on uh, with ashtrays. Um, that I thought took the stinky ashtray kind of to the next level. Um, because I I've always um, what I like about the stinky ashtray is the deep bowl. To me, I like having a deep bowl for my ashes, so I don't have to see them. You know. But talk about the you had the you had yeah uh, you had the um, new um, you had the new Tazas that came out. Yep. So those those were designed basically so we could actually do a lot of swagbucker customization on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the stinky ashtrays, the way they're designed, the tabs are actually fixed. The way Jimmy designed the Taza was you could actually lift the lid lid off. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the reason we did that. We wanted, we had so many requests from people for customization that we came to this conclusion that that's what we needed to do. Yeah, and I can imagine it's easy to clean that too when you take that, if you take you that take piece. That little, you take the little top off, you dump it out, you pop it back in, yeah. you're done. Yep. Instead of getting little ashes around the rim. Yeah. But Sticky is still a great product. I mean, oh, it is. Again, I, I oh, still yeah. use mine. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I met Bill a hundred years right ago here? in the industry. And then when I came to quality importers, I'm like, oh, another product that I'm aware <laughs> of. It's so funny. Yeah, so the, the, the Tasa and the Alta, that, you know, we have two sides, one large, one small, basically the translation in Italian. Um, they work really well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, um, and then we did the mini. Yeah, the and mini, the mini. Yep. The mini me. Yep. It's for, the mini me. You got to keep that, you know, it's great for when you're working. Put that again, you know, Joe. Show it again. Yeah. You get the full reflection here. You get, you, to see, you get to see you on the screen. But no, it, it's, I mean, look, they're great. They're great, small, stinkies. It's, you know, for that little personal use, if you want to put it on your desk, you just want to have something that it's for you. It's for your personal. It's a great size. It's a great, you know, it's a great asteroid to have. And it's, you know, 35 bucks. 
Yeah, and I, I, I um, I'm constantly one. I do take ashtrays on the road. Not, I won't put them in my luggage, but I mean, if I'm on a car trip, I'll, I'll <laughs> take take them on the road. I think that's a, a great size to have. Is what I'll just say. That's I'm taking cool. a glass ashtray or a big stinky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw it in a ziploc bag in your luggage. Yep. Um. So I just want to mention one more brand. We could certainly talk about if there's any other brand you want to talk about. Is we didn't touch on Humidor Supreme, and I and I've seen it. Seems like the last couple of trade shows, you guys have put a big push on the Humidor Supreme line. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's to Michael Giordano's heart. That's what he started with, Humidors, and he's just built this line out. I mean, we must have, geez, close to 100 different brands. We have towers, and we have furniture that a lot of retailers buy from us, the consumers. I mean, they're super well-made. You know, when you close them, you get a little puff, so you know it gets a great seal. Really cool designs. Um, Yeah, I mean, we're we're the kings of Humidors. And, you know, it's neat because all of us in the, in the office, you know, we look around and we go, all right, this one's mine. I'll take this one. So there's a wide, wide selection of humidors. I mean, we do five counts. We do 10 counts. We do 20 counts, 25 counts, 50 counts, 75 counts. We do the stand-up towers that hold 3,000 cigars, 4,000 cigars. I mean, again, the mentality is whatever you need in humidors, we have. And all high-quality stuff, glass tops. All of them again, like Joe mentioned earlier, all could be customized through the swag buck. Yeah, Humidor Supreme. You're going to hear a lot more about Humidor Supreme in the next in the next few months and in the next year. That's great. So, I mean, I know our team fell in love with the Baltazar Humidor that you guys had. Yeah, uh, yeah. they're they're all over that thing. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so. a great, you know. And the Baltazar basically has four legs, and you actually look so modern yep. that you actually lift the lid, and you can fit 300 cigars in there. Yeah. Yeah, just a really, really cool design. It's a very nice design. It's like a tabletop if folks haven't seen it. Yeah, it was so funny at the trade show because our line is so wide that I literally were watching, you know, retailers just staring at them like it's the first time I've ever seen a humidor. That's how stunning these are. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's really cool. It's no, really it's, cool. That's and awesome. I personally have I have I have eighteen that. And, and I have a bunch in storage and, you know, I looked when, when I opened them up and I'm like, Oh my God, they're all quality importers. <laughs> they're all human or Supreme brands. Right. And, and I imagine that's, and I've seen it already at the trade show I mean, that with the, with a humidor, it, that's probably where you could really go to town on with the swag bunker with that. And I've seen yeah, you guys already absolutely. do a lot of it. So. Yeah. I mean, like we were talking earlier for wedding parties or whatever. I mean, yeah. We can do five, 10, 20 count, whatever, whatever. Just talk to your retailer. I mean, we can do all this cool stuff. Yeah. I, you know, our catalog is so thick with humidors. It's, it's so yeah. funny. Right. No, that's great. I mean, like yeah. I said, there was a lot of it. I've seen a big, like I said, it seemed like the, there was a push the last couple of years at the trade show. A lot of great offerings with that. Are there any other brands that you want to mention um, before we kind of close out this segment? Cigar Caddy. Oh, okay. yeah. classic cigar caddy. We yeah. have cigar caddy. We have Zycar, you know, same mm-hmm. design. They, yeah. Everybody walks around with them and it's so cool. I mean, cigar caddy basically is the plastic box that you can put anything in it. It's so funny. The head of our swag marker, Miguel, he's like, when I go to the beach, I hate sand. Like, okay, bro, why you go to the beach? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so answer that question before you go into the next question. And literally he throws his cell phone and his keys in the cigar caddy and there you go. That's smart. That's like, a great wow, idea. That's yeah, man. that's brilliant. So that's... here in South Florida, we saw a lot of them to the Marine. You know, we have probably yep. the largest boat shows here. Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of to the Marinas because they use them for different items. So 
You don't have to use them for cigars. And when we have, again, 15 count, 20 count. I, I use the five count ones for non-cigars, and I'll put the cigars using the 10 or 20s. That's kind of the way I right. go. Yeah. Uh, but I'll put my accessories in the five count one and uh, I can throw a couple of Boveda humidifications, which uh, that's another, I'll throw some of the Boveda. And you guys actually resell the Boveda still, right? Yes. Yes, yes. we yes. do. Yeah. Because I've gotten some of them. So I'll throw a few of those in there and then I have packs if I buy cigars or whatever to, to, to use, which makes it easy. Yeah. Like, and the best thing about them is you can beat the hell out of them. You know, like yep. you can take them, you can take them, you can throw them up a building yeah. if you really wanted to. They're going to hold up. I've done it. Yeah. They, yeah, you know, these things they're going to protect your cigars. They're going to protect whatever you put in there. Yep. And that's it's just it, it's just going back to the quality. I mean, God knows I have like twenty of those in various size counts just lying around the house, and you know I use them all the time. And yep. I just you know I just grab it, throw my cigars in when I'm going to the shop or if I'm going out for a little while, going on a little drive. Yeah. You know I put them in there, and I know everything's protected. Everything's going to be safe. Yep. No, it's definitely it's definitely really good too. And then I should also mention I recently converted to Hydra. Uh, for one of my humidors, uh, for electronic humidification, so I've been very happy with that as well. So you guys all for electronic humidification? Yeah, I mean that you could. We have smalls and large. Basically, just put propylene glycol in it, plug it in, set the thing, and walk away. Yep. Do you have one that's a desktop offering, or is could have the smaller one? Yes. So the small one can be used for the desktop. Yeah. Exactly. I tend to use them in my bigger humidors, but I have one humidor that I would like to probably go electronic with, just because it's my good stuff. Well, let uh, us know. We you might know a few people that can help you out. Okay, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. No, it's good. It's good as well. And that, and that's the thing too is like guys, like think about you know how much we and we all know how much we've spent over cigars over the years. You know, we want to take care of them. You want to put them yeah. in the best. You want yeah. to protect them. They're not an investment because you right. know we end up smoking them at right. the end of the day. But you want to save. You want to save them for the right occasion, especially you know all of your stuff. So. Just use use Hydra. Use the best. Use Humidor Supreme. These are products that are going to take care yeah. of your cigars because otherwise, what are you doing? Why did you buy them in the first place if you're not going to take care of them? You want to smoke them. You want them to be perfect every time. Yeah, no, it's it, you know I tell people if you know I see people sometimes use a terrible cutter, and I'm not you know or you know bad <laughs> light. I mean, not the worst. Aaron, you haven't had the experience of using a big lighter in Central America yet. No, <laughs> it's like it's the most horrifying experience, right? <laughs> so you want to have. I mean, and. When I use none of my cigars ever taste right with those big lighters when we were in Central America. So, you know, you, you know, like I said, I tell people spend some money on accessories and you don't have to spend a ton of money like we were just talking about to, to get something that's quality. Certainly, like I put this Palio lighter against anything, I, you know, I, I took it to the DR. I put it in my luggage. So it was great to have it. I, the only problem was getting butane in the DR was a little challenging, but. That yeah. was, that's but you story. know what? I don't think you need butane. You fill it up. It's like a that's what I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why I took this one because it had the big tank. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, the problem is when you lend it out. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That's a <laughs> liner, bro. That was a little bit of a problem. Yeah. So, uh, but because you don't want to be that guy, oh, you know. No, you can't have my. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to be that guy. So, uh, so here right, I, I want to show you guys this one. This was one. Of, this is four years ago where we went to QI. Oh, and yeah. we ended up doing the archetype and it's the XO cutter. But if you look yeah. at the blades, just to show you, like we yep. actually had the design for it in there. And it's, oh, wow. So it had the, the archetype kind of actually, yeah, yeah. logo in actually there. inside the blades. And when I saw this, I'm like, everybody in my office at the time, like we had to get them. And I'm like, do you know how expensive these are? And you don't even smoke cigars. Why are you getting yeah. it? It's just cool. I need to have one. All right. Cool. All right. Go big. Yep. Yeah, I found I got one of those as well. Um, and they're 
not the archer type one, but I have the XL cutter and it's, it's a great cutter. Um, and it's, it's, it's again, it's different than the butterfly design, yep. but I find it's a very, it's a very sturdy cutter, you know? So I feel like I have a lot of control of that one too. It's a smooth it's, action. It's, it's a, it's a real cutter. natural movement. I yeah. Think. yeah. Very natural movement um, with it. Uh, but again, someone who's slightly arthritic, um, it's, it's the butterflies. Are, I don't have a problem with, but I find the XL a little easier. Yeah. But do you and just that's, do a, that? and that's a cool thing. Like, uh, you know, what we do here too. It's like, you're talking about innovation and I just pump my thing back here, but uh, <laughs> you're talking about innovation. You know, you have the revolution, you had the XO before it. What, how, you know, unique that is it that what we do as a company, we always want to come up. It's not like, okay, we're just going to do, you know, put, you know, do a fancy new graphic, you know, keep the same thing, repeat. No, we want to change the game. You know, we yeah. always want to keep putting something else out there, something new and unique. And that's a cool thing in this accessory space to come out and say, you know what, we have an amazing cutter design, one of the best in business, but how can we change it up and improve it or give something new and new experience? Because at the end of the day, when you cut a cigar or you're lighting a cigar, that's part of your ritual. It's part of your experience. And, you know, when you do something, a new movement, a new action, that adds a new element to the whole thing. And that maybe fits you better or fits your mood for that day. Why do you think we have like 80 different cutters? Because sometimes you just, you know, you're in a mood to do something a little bit different or you want to change it up. So you're like, I'm going to grab this one today or I'm going to grab this color today because that's what I feel like. And that's one of the cool things. I mean, look, I, you know, I knew it from when I was a consumer. It's like, you want to collect, you want to grab cutters. You want to collect them because you just, you want to, you're going to feel different things that day and you're going to want to have the, the options. And that's, you know, one of the cool things we can offer. You know, I want to kind of expand on that point for a second, um, because one thing I've heard a couple of like, I'll say commodity retailers, right? Is like, mm -hmm. wow, you know, Zycar, lifetime warranty. Why do I want that? I want someone to go buy a new cutter, right? And I'm sure you guys have, might have heard that. And how do you, Michael, maybe you, because you've been there longer. How would you counter that? Like, well, why do that? So do you have the same car for 20 years? Yep. Do you eat the same thing every day? Yep. I mean, you know, for me, you know, Joe's is spot on. Like, yep. I'm a guy that, like, I have a watch wardrobe and, and I have a later accessory wardrobe. And Joe's exactly spot on. The The whole ritual yep. of smoking cigars, that experience is about, you know, getting to pick the cutter that you're going to use and cutting that cigar precisely and then toasting the end with a really cool lighter, what soft flame, dual flame, triple flame, whatever, and then actually using that. It enhances the experience of a cigar. And so, you know, there's nobody that I know in the industry that just has one of everything. Yep. Everybody I, I, has, right? Yep. I mean, and, my career, I can show you boxes of stuff I have, accessories, right. and I go through them all the time, and I'm like a new lost friend. And most of them are Zycar products. Right. And paleo products, and I'm like, guys, I collected this stuff without even realizing what I was yep. collecting. Right. <laughs> I mean, I have my, for example, I have my Zycar and my Paleo, right? Well, this yep. one's one I'll use uh, locally. And Paleo, this one, I'll, like I said, I'll throw in my luggage, take it on the plane. And uh, if I don't want to lose it, but if I lose it, it's not quite the same as losing, obviously, my, my regular yep. life. HP3. Yeah, yeah HP3. exactly. Yeah. Yep. yep. So I, I've always kind of felt that. That's why I use the word commodity. I'm like, I don't think people are looking at the long-term picture with that. So. So I, I kind of wanted to hear and, it from you guys. And look, do you do you want to sell? You know, do you want to sell a consumer something? Like if you're a retailer, you want yep. your consumer to trust you. You want him to say, "Hey, look, I'm going to give you a great experience." And yeah, we're going to give you a quality product. Yep. And when you, and what that means is, when you buy a product from you know from us or from your retailer that you know bought it from us, you're going to get something that's quality. You're going to want to come back to that. You're going to come back and support the brand. 
And that's what we want. And that's what we want for our retailers is they know that you're selling something to, you know, to a consumer who's going to trust you now. And he's going to say, he's going to, he's going to want another one, but he wants to buy the right one. So you want to sell him something that you believe in yourself and you know, is going to work. And you know that, you know, the, the company stands behind it with a warranty. These are the things that have really connect the retailer to the consumer and the consumer to both the retailer and us. And that's, you know, it's important. It's, it's critical really. So, you know, to any of those retailers think, Oh, why would I want to sell this? It's because you are building a relationship with your consumer of trust. And that's, that's why they come to you for recommendations. That's why they're not buying, you know, buying online. They come to you because you're a trusted advisor to them and you want to give them the right product. Yep. And, you know, listen, I have shoes, like you guys all know I'm a clothes horse. I mean, I have shoes that I love that I still take to shoemakers. Even I could still go buy them, out, buy them, buy new pairs, but I love these shoes and I want to take care of them and I want to get them resold and rehealed and all that stuff. No different than a lighter and cutter because that tells you the quality of that item that you can actually repair it and reuse it. And, you know, what's cool for me is vintage stuff, you know. Pull stuff that our grandfather yeah. our father carries around. Mm-hmm. I mean, it means that much more. So, you know, you you pull, you know, an XO from five years ago and you're still carrying it around. It's like, wow, this has really great memories around this and great experience I've had cutting a cigar, hanging out with a group of people. That's uh, the memories of the cigar business. I, I agree. I agree. Hey, there was a quick question about if someone wants laser etching done to a humidor, could you guys do that? I think the answer is yes on that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep. yep. Certainly contact you. And by the way, we're, we're getting close to that 150 mark, guys. So are we? All right. We're, yeah. So keep going. It. We have we have a few more. My things cutter. Do. You can, this, uh, this is mine. <laughs> it's going to be someone else's if we get there. So All right. hashtag, what is it, Joe? Joe, what's hashtag, that? Hashtag, hashtag Windrose Cutter. Windrose <laughs> Cutter. Yeah. <laughs> and watch them cry. Look, it, it's beautiful. It, you know, I, I promise I won't scuff it up. I'm not going to drop it. You have a chance here. So you might yeah. have tears on there, but that's yeah, right. the only yeah. Authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, there's going to be there's going to be a note where I may or may not curse you out, yeah. but you will get the cutter. I promise. Yeah. By, by the way, Alan Rubin's comment about the Yankees beating the Red Sox does not count. <laughs> so, so we're, we're not, <laughs> yeah, we're going to subtract that. Alan. We're subtracting that one. <laughs> Oh, it actually right. took off take comments off the list so we're out <laughs> we gotta keep going guys you gotta yep. make up for Alan's. yeah exactly um all right one last question and i have a few fun things i want to go through with you guys and it won't be as long i promise um you guys are both cigar guys you guys come you, there's a lot of cigar people coming into quality importers quality Importers i know has dabbled in cigars in the past um is that something maybe in the horizon I see. I see a couple of no comment faces right here. <laughs> no comment. Fine. I, 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 did, I did send these guys that the question was in there. So, so I would say this to you. Okay. All right, and you guys know me pretty well. Expect the unexpected. Okay. I'm not. Nothing would surprise me from you, Michael. Expect the you unexpected. And Joe, and we don't. Joe doesn't give. Joe doesn't do anything. I have or from the Godfather. <laughs> yes, Senator, I cannot confirm that tonight. <laughs> Let me tell you, if there's one person who I just can't like get anything or pry any like secrets out of, it's Joe. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Coop, that, Coop, that's Coop, that's wrong because you know I believe in hashtag teaser. I am not. I, I, yeah, but I you completely fool. Your teasers have nothing to do with what you were teasing. <laughs> Well, I didn't say they were good teasers. Just, <laughs> yeah, you know, his teasers are awful. Like <laughs> his teasers will lead you down a rat hole. Like like he led me down a rat hole at one of those freestyle lives. I'm still regretting it. 
I still can't, I can't believe you thought it was, I mean, you thought it was Ambrosia. I mean, I, that was like, I thought it was Ambrosia. There, I, was a, yeah. I was posting tiki mugs. I literally am sitting here in my tiki bar because this is my hobby. And like, I have tiki mugs all over the place. And you were sitting there like, this is a clue. This is a hint. And, but that's why, look, <laughs> building out freestyle live with Drew, right, that right. was my favorite things ever because I love the yeah. radical. Watching yeah. people sit there and guess and they're doing it down. And, you know, I just want to give a quick shout out right. to my boy right. Jack. You know, Jack's going to do an amazing job next week on the on Freestyle Live. So I'm excited for him. You guys are going to have your mind blown on that. And just a quick shout out because he does such a tremendous job building that show out. And I just want to give the quick shout out there. But it's, it's fun for me. But that's that's the thing. This is all fun. Like, I, this is why we're here. And this is, you know, back to what you know, Michael's title, you know, Chief of Consumer Engagement. We're here to engage. We're here to have fun. We want to have fun with you guys. We're sitting here trying to give away my cutter. Yeah. Literally, it's my, like, I'm here nine days. I've had this cutter nine days, and they're already giving it away. Yep. That's that's what that's what we're here to do. We're here to yep. have fun with you guys and do some, you know, really cool things. And yep. like I said, this is just the beginning. Nice, nice. All right. I got a couple of questions for you, then I got to do a sh- very short sponsor break, and then we'll, we'll get, we'll finish it up with you guys. Um, Whatever, we got nowhere th- to go. Okay, good. I want to be sensitive time. No rush. All right, great. Perfect. Um, this is our cattle baron steak question of the night. Uh, is this related to steak? Um, and if you don't eat steak, you could say I don't eat steak. But the question I have for you guys is being Philadelphia guys, I want to know the best place for a cheese steak in Philadelphia. Joe, go ahead, Joe. All right, so let me put it like this. The best answer is Del Sandro's. That is one of the best cheesesteaks that you can have. Mm-hmm. First of all, the answer is a cheesesteak should always be chopped, then not sliced. I don't care what anyone says. That is the answer of how it should be. So you want to go to Del Sandro's. Now, I am right. also a fan of gyms. If we're going to go one of the popular chains that everyone goes to, unfortunately, the gyms on South Street did catch fire. So the other gyms are still open, right? The other one's still the other open. one in Springfield is open, and that's yeah. where actually. Uh, so I would grow up. You know, as a Philly suburb kid. Yeah, I remember so many nights during my high school years. I was in the back of my buddy's truck. We would drive out the gyms, and we would just park there and eat cheesesteaks in the back of his truck. And those are some of the fondest memories I ever had. But Delisandro's, that's one of the best cheesesteaks you will ever get, hands down. Michael, uh, I'm going to go completely off the board. Tony Luke's pork sandwiches with broccoli rub. Oh, oh there you go. Top cheese steaks. Oh, Michael, that's a great one. And I have had Tony Luke's pork before. It is really good. It is incredible. And I have not had it with broccoli rub. I got to admit, now I'm like savoring for that. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so that's off the books. <laughs> great, great job, guys. Great job. Great job. Uh, Terrence Riley, if you're listening, take notes. <laughs> oh, Ter- look, Terrence is just beyond forgiveness. Oh, at this point. Just let it go. Just let it go. The, the one that looked like the, the Chinese sandwich or whatever. <laughs> or, no, the one that looks – remember the, there's the meme going around about the mummy, and it's like, this looks like a cheesesteak. And I'm like, that's actually kind of accurate. But that was like Terrence's right. picture. It's just so, <laughs> so yeah. disappointing and right. sad. Yeah. Just parents, it's it's okay. There's, yeah. I mean, you just gotta let certain things go, like airport selfies. We we yeah. lost that battle. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, guys, hashtag Winjo's Winjo's cutter, right? Um, we. Yes. I don't. I'm I'm not seeing enough of those guys. So come on. Come on. We're over we're one, almost there. We're at one seventy seven, and we'll. We're one seventy seven. All right. Yeah. 
even with Alan's comments, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're holding strong. We got so, look. What time is it? I mean, we're sitting here. It's you know eleven thirty at night. And we got thirty people still watching us. Yeah, And you and guys, guys who are listening, not live, and we get a great audience listening. We had to reserve this for the live audience, guys. So if yeah. you're going to be, we tend to get a lot of downloads on the show. That's our, but we 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 reserve this for the live audience. Live audience, take advantage of this because this is for you guys. Come All right, guys. We might yeah. throw something else in. Yep, we're getting close to 200. So, like I said, but I'm going to read a few uh, a quick sponsor around, and then uh, we have some some fun questions for the for the Philly guys here. So, uh, let me first mention uh, Tailored Smoke, located in the heart of downtown Charlotte's epicenter, and outside the Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina. Tailored Smoke is your one stop shop for Tailored Smoking Experience, and they are big Michael Giannini fans. There, I can just tell you that. I'm big fans of theirs too. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. And Louis, my guys. Uh, they're really good guys. Yep, yep. yep. So, uh, want to mention JRE Tobacco? The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars, of Cuba it was a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s in the Hamasran Valley at Honduras. Julio Aro took on a challenge of growing Carajo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Carajo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to the market with authentic Carajo. Now with Jerry Tobacco, who and his son, who still bring their very own brand to market. Each containing the authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a variety of different options, including the new Aladino Classic. It's available at your local retailer, and it uh, represents the golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. Be sure to ask your local retailer for Jerry Tobacco, legacy that is tasted in every drawer. And by Corona Cigar Company. At Corona Cigar Company, they take fact that they're cigar fanatics just like you. That's why you'll find the best selection of the rarest and finest premium cigars available anywhere in the world. Plus, they have limited edition cigars available exclusively to Corona Cigar Company from famous international cigar makers such as LFD, Drew Estate, Gurker, Oliva, and many more. They have the best uh, cigar selection, the best customer service, and money-saving discount prices. But don't just take their word for it. Forbes magazine selected Corona Cigar Company as the best of the web. Corona Cigar is voted a top five internet cigar retailer by Smoke Magazine. Cigar Fishinato wrote, Corona Cigar Company, the largest, best stock cigar shops in America. You can place an order online at their website or visit one of Corona's four central uh, cigar superstores and cigar bars and see for yourself why Corona Cigar Company is the ultimate cigar experience. And this is our Alec Bradley Live True segment sponsored by Alec Bradley. Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley, Alec Bradley. Visit AlecBradley.com to find out more about their cigars. Live true. So, guys, this is a section where we just have a, take a little step back. It's a little more of our lifestyle segment. And these are questions. Um, some of them are related to accessories. Um, I think one is related to accessories tonight. So, um, but, but we'll start it off here. Um, so, guys, you guys are both Philly guys. I want to know the thing you love most about Philadelphia. Oh, Joe. Thank you. Oh, you want me to go? All yeah. right. So, look, for me, it's it's a weird thing because it, it's the attitude of the city. It's it's an emotional connection. Look, Philly has a chip on its shoulder. It's not New York. We, everyone's like, uh, everyone thinks you say it's like New York. No, we are the birthplace of America and we want to be recognized and we never are. 
And with that comes an attitude. It comes a little bit, you know, I, I, we jokingly, you know, we wrote in our, you know, the press release when I got hired, it's the swagger. It's how right. we carry ourselves. And it's a bit of that attitude. And it reflects, you know, it, it runs through it. Boston's a similar way. It's these like these cities that are tremendously important to the history of the United States, but they're disrespected. And look, yeah, they, they, you know, they, they, everybody in America talks crap about Philly fans. And, you know, sometimes it's a little bit earned, but you know what? We're authentic. We, we are true to ourselves. We may be assholes from time to time, but you know what? We, never, you're, we don't shy away from that. We don't mask who we are. And that's just something that I will always carry with me and that I love about it. And I will never not love it about that city. That's my home. You know, when I feel there, you just, you just, it's, it's a unique energy that's there. And it carries through. I mean, I remember when we won the World Series and I was at college at the time in Temple. And then we storming down Broad Street. Like there, there is nothing like that. That just this city unified in celebration in a way. I was like, that was just, you're just, you can't match that energy. Michael, to you. Uh, so, because my family's there, um, I love Philly. It's, um, so I'm going to tell you some different things. I hate what's going on in there right now. Um, downtown is, is saddens me a bit. Yeah. Uh, I think Joe's right. I think, you know, growing up in that city, we've always had a chip on our shoulder. We're always second to New York, but it's funny. I have friends that, that are from New York and they'd rather go to Philly to hang out because it's a lot more fun. Um, so going back is always interesting, but you know, Going home is, you know, where everything is. And I've all, lived all around the country, but I know where everything is in Philadelphia. I mean, all the little nooky, cracky places. And it was so funny when the queen died, I was like, oh my God, I was in a high school band that I got selected out of a league group that we got to play across the archdiocese dioceses, and I made $70 a week. And at the Bicentennial, the Queen came to go to the Liberty Belt. And I was one of the cats that actually got to play for her. And that was my memory. And I completely forgot about that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I played for the Queen when I was a kid. That was my connection to her. Wow. And, and without being in Philly, the birthplace of America, for the Bicentennial, that was a great memory for me growing up. So that's what Philly's about. That's great. Um, I, I'm not, you know I normally don't answer these questions, but I'm just going to kind of put in on this one. Um, yeah, I spent 14 years living in the area, and I think the one thing that I really came to respect about the area and, and everything you guys say is accurate. Uh, the city really holds on to its traditions, and they really respect its traditions. Probably, and I know a lot of cities do that, but I, I've never seen it to the level that Philadelphia has done it, um, which was it's just a it was like a very beautiful thing to see it happen. I mean, look at the mummers. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's, where, where else can that exist? Yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 both it's insanity and it's beauty. And then like, and then the, the crowds of people in like sub-zero weather that have to be there, you know, just to watch them shut down, <laughs> shut down. It's just like, so, that's just, it's amazing. It, it is. It totally is. I, I agree with you. And it's like, you know, New Year's Day in most of the country is a day of, you know, people tend to have more alcohol um the night before um this is kind of the uh, the party's continuing 
right into the next day. Is the it, it continues. It just straight does. And, and I never, when I, when I never understood the mummers till I like watched it on, and it was on TV all day. Like on TV. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly I'm not watching bowl games. I'm watching this, this parade, you know, it's like. It doesn't end. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It doesn't end. Yeah, it doesn't it, end. parade ends. This parade doesn't end. It's like going, it's not <laughs> on New Year's Day and it's still going at it. Oh, my my, oh. my funniest thing is you want to know Philly, go to Melrose, Melrose Diner in South Philly. And you'll yep. learn about Philly really quick. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave that. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, it, kind of a follow-up, if there's anything that you guys miss about Philadelphia. Uh, what do I miss? I mean, the, the food, uh, you got all the great options. I'll say this. I mean, look, for the most part, Miami pizza sucks. There's a couple good places, but not many. I miss just being able to get good food when I would go around. You have diners, which really don't they don't, don't exist. exist. Like they that. don't exist they outside don't exist the Northeast. Yeah. And like just those kinds of places. And it's you know it, it's a different vibe down here. Look, it it's totally unique in the Miami, but Philly is just you. You go to a local corner, you know, just a corner restaurant, a little you know, a little chain place, you know, mom and pop shop, and the food's going to be amazing. And it's, you know, it's just, you're getting a great sandwich. You're going to get a great slice of pizza. You're going to have just those kinds of options and you go to almost anywhere. It didn't matter where you were and you're going to get something good. So yeah, that's, that's one thing I do kind of miss a little bit. You know, I definitely do. Yep. Uh, Michael. Uh, I don't miss snow. <laughs> I don't miss <laughs> no, and I agree weather. with that hundred percent. I don't miss shoveling that stuff. Oh. I, I hate, I hate when it gets dark at four 30 in the afternoon and all you want to do is just lay in bed and put covers over your head and watch movies and eat, you know, fattening food. I don't miss any of that. So I could say that to you. And I, I agree. I agree with Joe, what Joe said, here's what I don't miss. You know, there's something about the day after new year's when all the holidays are over and it's dark and it's freaking cold and it's fourth, you leave work, you leave in the morning and it's dark and you get home at, and at night and it's dark and it's, like you just like look around and I'm like, God, what am I gonna do? It's horrible out. Yeah. I don't miss any of that. Uh, and I, then I, don't forget, I, it's it's dark when you leave, dark when you come back. It's gray in the middle. Oh, yep. and there's a bunch of black ice everywhere and gigantic potholes that are going to ruin your car. Yeah, I mean all of those things that you just you definitely don't miss that when you come down here. I remember my the first thing it was like when I moved down here. I was like, I kind of miss seasons. It's like I fall. I loved fall. You know, I'd go out, maybe a hoodie, a pair of shorts, depending on the weather, and just enjoying it. And then, you know, it was around the end of October. And it's, you know, buddies are when I text me, like, oh, I shoveled the car out this morning. I'm sitting on my back patio and I'm having a cigar. And I'm like, you know what? I don't miss, I don't miss seasons anymore. I'm good. <laughs> this is good. I'll just, I, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I, I'm good. I'm good now. <laughs> you can keep it. By the way, just, uh, we're up to 253 comments. We may have to normal, normalize some of the comments. I mean, wait, but... why am I saying woohoo? I hate you all. <laughs> you, know, you, you just took my cutter from me. But you know what? That thank you guys. This is no, yeah, we appreciate it. We do appreciate how engaged everybody is. Yep. This is awesome. Yep. yep. All right. Uh turning our attention out of Philadelphia. A favorite vacation spot, but here's the catch. You guys live in Florida. Not in the state you live in, but not in the state you're from. So wait, say that again. So favorite vacation spot, yep. a place, right? But it can't be in the state you live in, which is Florida, and it can't be from Philadelphia either. Oh, it's easy. Easy. Malibu. 
California. Mike, I smoked a cigar on the side of the road in Malibu, right? Because I just wanted to do it, and there was no place to smoke. I literally parked my car. I, and it was, I, I said, I can really like Malibu. <laughs> now, you know, there's, I'll tell you what, Malibu, if you've ever been to Dukes on a PCH, you sit there and the water hits you and you see dolphins swimming. Yeah. And as the turn around the coast, you actually could see Santa Monica and Venice. They could see Pacific Park. And you sit there and you just see these what this wildlife just popping out of the ocean. Yeah. And you're like, there is a guy because this is so beautiful. So yeah. that's my spot. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so, I, I can't argue that's a great spot. So for me, it's got to be, it has to be, it was, it was Maui. So I went there, my wife and I, we actually did, we did a baby move. And, you know, she we were with, with Charlie. So she was about four months pregnant. It was, you know, it was February. We went out there, you know, and we're, I've never seen anything. It, it, it was a totally different world. I mean, it is so beautiful. The greenery is so lush. We're, you know, you got humpback whales jumping out of the water. Turtles are up on the beach. We went up on top of the crater, which I can never pronounce. And we watched sunset. And when you're seeing, you're driving up, it's two miles up and you got the cloud, you're driving through clouds to get to the top of this and you're watching the sunset over the clouds and this rays, I mean, it's the most beautiful, awe-inspiring thing I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, we went snorkeling and you're like, you're in the water and you just, the fish are looking at you and they're like, why are you here? This is my domain. And <laughs> it's just so natural. It's just, it, it was awe-inspiring and I, I, I'll never forget that trip. I want to go back there as soon as possible. I mean, all the time. I want to take my kids just, just to see. But that's just a whole new world out there that you just don't get the experience. Oh, that's a nice one. All right. Uh, four Marty's. Uh, a type of pet that you would own that's not a dog or cat? <laughs> I always say this is a joke, a pony. I don't know what the hell I would do with one. <laughs> <laughs> but I could give it away and go like... Hey, you want a pony? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey, you can you can turn that into a money making operation. You know, you you, you rent that out kids parties. Yeah, there you go. Bank all day long. There uh, you go. See, I, I have this is a dangerous question because I and I hope my wife's not watching because then she'll use that as an excuse to just go get you know any animal she loves <laughs> animals. So she'll just be like, use this as an excuse. Like you said, you wanted one. I think for me, it'd be a hedgehog because you know what's funny? They're banned in Pennsylvania. You cannot really? actually own a hedgehog in Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. And that was one of those weird things. You're like, why? And, you know, they, they're not allowed. But I always just found them adorable, and they're, they're freaking awesome. So, you know, that's just one of those cool little animals that, hey, if you want. I mean, I've had a chinchilla in my life. They're, they were cool. And that was, you know, I love that. But hedgehog is something I would, I would definitely enjoy owning. And actually, I want to add one because where I live, there's a little lake. And the first day I moved in, there's, I have a lanai and this alligator kind of put, put his head out. And I'm like, oh, I got a buddy. So, <laughs> so on a Saturday, he's out there at seven in the morning, sun himself. So I called him over and he come running over and he's like three feet from me. And I'm like, okay, um, well, that wasn't too bright. So I was talking to my neighbor <laughs> Saturday and our, our alligator who I, okay, guys, you got to understand this. At some point, if he was going to attack me, I would have an extra pair of boots and a belt, maybe a jacket out of him. Right. So, <laughs> so, so that's why I was trying to befriend him. 
But I heard that he had walked out because I was going to the gym on a Tuesday night and there was all these cop cars and I didn't see any accident or anything. So my neighbor this past Saturday said to me, hey, did you hear about our buddy in the back? He came out of the lake and took a wrong turn and walked into the highway. And that's where the cops came out. And I am so oh. bummed. I don't get to see him every morning. Oh. So he was like a six foot alligator. And now that that's the pet I wanted because I used to call him. Wait, here. So brilliant. Al. I used to call him Al. Al. Yeah. <laughs> Al. Al the alligator. <laughs> All right, so nice. So I did have a pet. There you, there go. you go. Okay, there you go. That's a good one. <laughs> By the way, someone starting a uh, hashtag win a pony. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we gotta get a pony now. Yeah, exactly. No, so, Mike, I, we gotta talk to Miguel. See, how can we put the pony through swag bunker? Let's, see if we can, <laughs> let's get that going. I love it, Joe. All right. Oh, uh, or is it swag this... pony? <laughs> That's it. That's the hashtag. Swag pony. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, straight cut, punch cut, or V cut, guys? All of the above. There you go. <laughs> I mean, seriously, all of the above. Like, I have every one of them. I mean, I don't know what other cut we could come up with, but I would love to see that. Mike, That if anyone could come up with a new cut, it's you. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I think you could do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They also have the shuriken. Don't forget that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we, do. we do have that. Yes. Yeah. I, wow. I mean, I look, to, Mike's, to Mike's point, uh, I mean, it is all three, but for the, for the most part, day in, day out, mostly I'm using the straight cut. Occasionally, it depends on the cigar, too. Sometimes you're going to feel it. Like you want the V, or you know, you're going to need a punch if you want a bigger ring gauge and you, you, know, you want it to hit it for the front foot. Primary, my go-to is a straight. Okay. All right, Mike, this question I put in for you specifically. Okay. Thank favorite, you. Favorite, Joe, but you can answer too. Favorite literary work? Uh, you really I want to hear always this? wanted to know that yeah. answer. Anna Karina. Say more than one. You can say more than one. That's fine. Anna Karina. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting, Mike. So, yeah. So for me, it's a little, I mean, I don't think that many people know it. And it's, it's, it's been, you know, it's, it's on the, like the top hundred, you know, most influential books or whatever from, uh, I forget who put out the list. Who's written the, the Magus by John Fowles. Mm. If anybody's had a chance, I mean, it is a, it's a tome. It's, it's big, but it's really what it, it's about storytelling. It's a, you know, 20 something professor. He ends up in an island in Greece and he befriends this old, you know, old elderly gentleman who's basically weaving tales and kind of, you don't know what's real, what's not. It's, it, you know, it came out in the 60s. It's somewhat psychedelic, but it, it covers, you know, the war. And it was super influential. You know, I, I was given it to read in high school and I go back to it every two, three years and I appreciate it every time. And it kind of just, it's a way to look at it and the importance of storytelling, the importance of how that affects you. And that's kind of how it, you know, affected me in my life and how I build things or how I, you know, I, you know, craft messaging. It's it, how, how much of an effect it has on you. And it's, it was a, it's a great book. And, and my other book, which I've recommended to a lot of people is Man's Search for Medium by Viktor Frankl, who is one of the psychoanalysts uh, in the Freud, Carl Jung realm. And it's basically how he survived the Holocaust but it's more than the Holocaust. It's more about how people survived in their lives during brutal terror. 
and you really come out of that book with, you know what? We really don't have it that bad. Right. And it's a really, really fascinating book on how to get through life. Very cool. Big Very nice. That's really cool. Yep. That is really yep. cool. Michael, I could also see some story you're going to tie with accessories at some point. I'm just kind of <laughs> thinking the mind's going or that you're going to somehow incorporate this into the world of accessories because you've done it so well before. So, well, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's, uh, I have actually two more questions after this one. So um, documentary, what subject of a documentary would you want to watch? I'm actually watching the Lakers on Hulu which is, it's called Legacy. It's about Jerry Buffs and the Lakers. Right. One of my favorite genre is documentaries. I love learning about people's lives. And what you learn is nobody's perfect. Everybody's got this weird side and everybody's got this super like brilliant side to them. And it's always neat to see that juxtaposition. But that's what I've been watching recently. I'm waiting for the whole series to run so I can just power through them because I hate waiting a week. And I'm like, yeah. Great, yeah. And, and this is a this is the documentary series for folks who may not be familiar. It's different than what was on HBO. Yeah, no, it's it's about Jerry Buss and yep. it's about his kids and how he actually owned the Lakers and he was going to buy the Dallas Cowboys and how he got how he had Kareem Kareem came and then Magic came. And then all the coaches, but it's the story of how I didn't know this guy was a genius. I had a friend, lady friend, who actually used to hang out at the club, the forum club. And it's an interesting story of this guy was a physicist, I believe, and actually bought up a ton of property in L.A. And that's how he ended up buying the Lakers. So I love those kind of stories of how people are entrepreneurs and become very successful. So in general, I love documentaries. I, I kind of I love that. rock and roll documentaries. I like hearing about presidents. I hear right. like whatever. I, I'm really into that. Awesome. Joe. I mean, I, I can be all over the place with documentaries, you know, ones about architecture ones, you know, there's a great one. It's called my architect, you know, son talking about his father, which actually has a connection to Philadelphia. Um, it was, a, you know, he was, um, Christ, I'm off the top of my head, his name, but, uh, it's a great story because he actually was going to redesign all of center city, like the re the replanning. And then Ed Bacon, Kevin Bacon's father actually stopped that, which was kind of a weird connection because he actually envisioned like center city to have no roads. It was all designed for public transportation or to walk in. And it's a great documentary, but the one that I watched recently that I really love, it's called 1971, the year that changed music. And that was amazing. It was, was on, that on, on Apple. Apple. It's was on that Apple. on Apple, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was just just so well done, so well put together. And you're just looking at, like, this all happened in one year, you know, and it was great. And, I mean, then there's also the, the Beatles, the, the most recent Beatles documentary that Peter Jackson did, which that just being a fly in the wall in that, you, it's 10 oh, hours. Yeah, just, both were amazing. You're just stuck there. That yeah. was amazing. Like, the conversation between John and Paul that they did with the secret reporter, you know, in the – in the flower pot and just such an honest conversation between artists where they're admitting their flaws and talking about how they are with each other and how the group is and how they, you know, they disrespect George and they, you know, they admit to that. And you're like, wow, this is that was powerful. So, I mean, I love, you know, music documentaries. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Very good. All right. Um, we're we're going to, um, I have two more questions and they're from we, Aaron and I normally do a soprano segment. Um, but, and we know we talk about something with the Sopranos, but I'm going to ask you guys two questions about the Sopranos and then we'll close things out with you guys. Cause I know because I'm Italian is that like, 
No, I asked Joe ahead of time. Okay. <laughs> you know, Coop, and Coop knows that he, he, the, the Sopranos is an ongoing discussion. We we have yeah, a chat yeah. that we that we keep going, and we, it will come up fairly fairly often. Where we'll just throw quotes in there to uh, each other, and it's, we're, it's one of our obsessions. We're all at PCA. And Joe breaks the news that Paulie Walnuts died to us. I remember where I was standing in the media compound when it happened. Actually, yeah. I was up, up against the wall in the kitchen when it happened. Like, like you know, Joe just said Paulie Walnuts died. And now we just lost, and we lost Dr. Kuzumano. We we, we have, and, Joe, and we actually talked about Dr. Kuzumano a couple weeks ago on the show. So. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right. The questions are pretty simple. Uh, they're not far reaching. I want to know your favorite Sopranos character besides Tony. Because everyone's gonna say Tony, so. Oh uh, come on, no, it's Artie, Arthur Bucco. <laughs> great, <brother. laughs> you want to just the most amazing, he's a great character. He's he's he is so funny. The re- his over the top reactions, his and his downtrodden like my life is terrible kind of feel. But you just feel for Arthur. It's just the constant like. The hopes and dreams and the aspirations, and then just watching them being crushed time and time again. Where he thinks he's, the, you know, he's he's trying. He has to get his ear pierced, and he's like trying to come on to Adriana because he thinks him and Charmaine broke up. So like he's the hot stuff. Or when he gives, he loses the uh, fifty grand to Jean Philippe, and he's talking to yep. himself in the <laughs> And he's sitting, sitting there, he's like, "Message recorder broken. <laughs> message recorder broken." <laughs> and he just he's just sitting there, like I. Anytime Artie's on screen, I'm dying laughing like that. It was just, you know, props to the actor. I mean, he was just, he was fantastic. Yeah, good one. All right, Mike, how about you? Tony's mom. That's another great one. There you go. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know why, but it's just interesting to to see that passive aggressive button pusher <laughs> we all have in our lives at times. Right. That right. It's just like, what are you after here? Like, yeah. stop. <laughs> right. Just for the sheer fun of being playing puppet master with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that kind of talk. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in bed all day. What are you depressed? <laughs> You're seeing a psychologist. <laughs> you see a psychologist. What? <laughs> That's like uh, the two good ones. All right. The second question I have for you guys, uh, and you can't say Pine Barrens. Okay. <laughs> Favorite Sopranos memory. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you straight up. So it's Tony when he's getting separated from his wife, and then he's got um, Christopher taking the speakers out. So he buys it. <laughs> Love it. That's you're a good like one. Thinking, you're thinking there's going to be blood spill. Right. And then all you see is the speakers on the boat. Oh. And over here, how did everybody get into my room? And yeah. it's Dean and Frank playing Dean and Frank. And they're having dinner, and the house is shaking. And I'm like, that is brilliant you didn't have to do a thing but just blow your brains out yeah <laughs> i quit dr- i quit drinking now i freeze it look it like a popsicle <laughs> favorite episode hands down it's a, that's a great that's the white caps episode by the way i love yeah. that is that what it's called okay yeah it's called white caps. i mean that has that has such a great scene in it. you have you know with tony and carmel with the breakup and that that is powerful and that's probably my second favorite episode because actually, it's funny. I was thinking about this on my drive home. Because I don't know why I was thinking that you might ask this question, but just in case, it's Marco Polo. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the the end scene in that I could talk about. That's probably my second favorite. So it that to me is the one that, like you, you really see the human 
charming side of Tony that you don't really see in the show. You're like, why is Car- like, there's the money and the power. And why is Carmelo with Tony? Or like, why, why were they ever together? And in that he's so focused on like, I'm going to make Hugh's birthday, this amazing thing. He's got the me, he's, he's being charming. Yeah. And yeah, have like, you got the great side character for the one episode of Russ Magoli. And they're talking about the Beretta and he's being a dick about it. But it's like, this was just such a, a slice of life episode. It's like, this really is, it's emotional. It's like, wow, this is a different side of it to the show that just really just elevates it. And it's, it was just, it, that's just a cool thing where you see that where you're just like, wow. Okay. So now I understand why Tony is like, why people find him like people are like, how, how do people find Tony attractive or why does it like the confidence, the charm, but it's all there that he's this amazing, like, you know, I won't say amazing guy because he's not, but how he can be. And it's just a really cool thing that, you, you know, this just, like it's a whole movie. We've all had those parties where you're like, we're going to just, we're going to go out and we're going to just have fun. And that, that was just such a cool thing. So I really just enjoyed that episode quite a bit. I got to add on to the end of that episode when, when Tony Blundetto takes out Joey peeps. Right? And then he takes out, and then that's the end of it. Right. And he's, the car runs about, and, it, and then they cut to the music with the faces uh, playing Baden Rune, which is one of my favorite songs. Oh. Yep. It, it, yeah, and, and the car runs over his foot. It's and he's hobbling at the end. It's yeah, right. He's it was a master, off, and then master. Sets everything in motion. Yeah, that's no. such a good episode. All right, so um, guys, I want to. I'm going to close the contest now, everyone. Just so you know, uh, but I want to thank Michael and Joe very much. Uh, we really appreciate you. Where guys are we coming. at? Where are we at with the comments? Where are we at? Right uh, three ten. Nice. All right, I'll I'll take that. You got the more than double what we asked for. So thank you guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Someone's going to be winning my cutter. Yep. I'm going to begrudgingly include this with a note. It may or may not contain offensive <laughs> yeah. language. So but I will probably say, pick, I'll work with y'all, pick the winners probably sometime in the next day or two. Uh, and remember, guys, so these got, comments, by the way, just Facebook yeah. is miserable with these comments, just so you know. Pretty much. But you're going to even, so three guys are going to win these unique, one time only, we're going to make these, these cigar coop cutters. Yep. And someone will take home my Zycar Revolution, my personal. Like our revolution right here <laughs> that may or may not have tears. You know, I may do some voodoo this, or this is like the sacrifices these guys make. Exactly. Yeah. That's gonna go to this. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. So thank you guys. Yeah. But guys, I, I look forward. I mean, I know we're just at the beginning with you guys, so uh I'm sure there's gonna be plenty. Uh, the ride's gonna be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward yeah. to it. It's gonna thank be you. amazing. Yeah. Thank you for having us. We really yeah, appreciate you sure. guys. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. thank you guys. I know All we right. kept you guys a while, but we appreciate it. Same here. Awesome. Well, guys, have a good night, and we'll talk soon. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thank you. All right. That is Michael Giannini and Joe Grow here on the Primetime Show. We have one more segment we're going to be doing, uh, Aaron and I, but I need to do a a couple of uh, sponsor reads, so let me get to that. Um, I want to first mention – J.C. Newman, founded in 1895 by Julius Caesar Newman, the J.C. Newman Cigar Company's oldest family premium cigar maker in America for four generations and 127 years. J.C. Newman is handcrafting many of the world's finest cigars. J.C. Newman is headquartered in an iconic 111-year-old cigar factory in the Ybor City National Historic Landmark District of Tampa, Florida. At the factory known as Elra Hole, J.C. Newman does premium cigars by hand and hand-operated machines, including the uh, American. The J.C. Newman Pensive Factory is the second largest in Nicaragua, and it's a Brickhouse, Perla de Mar, El Baton, Quorum, and Yagua cigars are hand-rolled. J.C. Newman's Diamond Crown, Maximus, Julius Caesar, 
and black diamond cigars are handmade by tobacco are a fuente in the dominican republic with its long-time partners the arturo fuente family the newmans founded the cigar family charitable foundation which supports low-income families in the dominican republic with education healthcare, vocational training and clean water visit jasonnewman.com to learn more and by Casa Cuevas Cigars. The Cuevas family has five generations of experience in cigar making. For many years, they have manufactured cigars for many industry leaders out of the Las Lavas factory in the Dominican Republic. Now the Cuevas family has brought their very own brand to market with Casa Cuevas Cigars. Try the Casa Cuevas Connecticut, Abano, Maduro, La Mandaria, and Patrimonial lines, as well as the Cuevas Reserva line. If they don't carry it, be sure to ask your old criteria for Casa Cuevas Cigars. Casa Cuevas Cigars, from our casa to yours. And I want to again mention Aganorsa Leaf. Again, check out our Aganorsa Experience link on the Cigar Coop webpage. Um, but of course, Aganorsa Leaf, they are known for making great cigars from great leaf. And Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of that Carojo 99 and Carojo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of the JFR, JFR Lunas at Guardian Farm, or Casa Fernandez Cigars, you experience a unique taste aroma that makes Aganorsa leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorsa leaf. And we're going to get into our deliberation segment sponsored by Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. There is no deliberation when it comes to Dumbarton's track record since launching in 2015. This has included seven consecutive top three appearances on the half-wheel consensus including number one cigar of the year in 2020 with the Mikarita Tricky Tracker. Visit DT Cigars to find a purveyor that carries the brands of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. And wouldn't you know, I just kind of hit that sore at the last <laughs> two words. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right. Deliberation segment. Um, let's do, Aaron, I have one topic in there, but I, I do want to, I think we should talk about the crown head thing if you're okay with that too. Absolutely. All right. We want, let's let's kick it off with the crown heads thing. Okay. Um. And so, just so you guys know, um, next week Tim Osgener of Osgener Family Cigars and co-owner of Crown Heads will be on a special guest. Yes. Um. I imagine we'll we'll be talking to Tim. I don't think we'll focus the whole interview, obviously, on what happened last week because there's a lot no. to talk about with him. But I'm sure this is going to come up. But um, this was a uh, this was. You and I were not surprised about this news, by the way. No, no. I mean, we saw some we saw some things coming, um, but obviously things came to a head last week, Aaron. Yeah. So interesting that um, Crown Heads is going to be ending their distribution sales agreement with uh, which was formerly known as Ace Prime Cigars. Right. That will be ending October thirty first. That yep. correct? Correct. Um. So no, starting November first, right? Uh, Luciano, it's called Luciano Cigars now, or Luciano. There's a rebranding to Ace Prime to Luciano Cigars. Yeah, Luciano Cigars. They will then be distributing in with their own sales team and all that stuff after that point. So, kind of a break from it, you know, just kind of pretty much how Crown Heads was prior to uh, Ace Prime coming to be, and Ace Prime or uh, Luciano now will be its own standalone brand without kind of that partnership going on. Yeah. Um, yep. That's pretty much sums it up. Um, I'll be completely honest here. These guys, I mean, this was handled poorly guys. Both yes. parties. Okay. I don't know how, you know, if there's one time that the press release should have came out and said, we're all ending on good terms, right? <laughs> right. If there's any reason this should have been the one 
to do this with. Okay. And that yeah. didn't happen guys. I mean, it was, there were, there were kind of subtle jabs on both ends of these things. And, and uh, I, it was disappointing to see it end the way it did. Um, why do I say it was poorly handled? Because first of all, there were, there was finger pointing on who ended the agreement. And if they did a joint statement, it would have been a lot easier. Right. Yep. That was the first thing. The second thing is there are all these questions right now on. And I think the questions are more on the crown heads piece. And more than anything right now is what's happening with crown heads in these blend, uh, blends. And I don't think, and same with Osgood. I'm going to ask Tim next week. You know, Tim's having two of his cigars made from Luciano. If this arrangement south, I think people want, are going to want to notice. This is, uh, and there's some of the more, these are some of the more popular brands under crown heads too that have kind of gone south. I, I just yeah. don't think you could put that out without answering the question about, at a minimum, say, we're going to have a timetable to tell you about what we're changing here, you know, if, or saying nothing's going to change, which I, I'm assuming things are going to change with these blends. There's no way around it. Yeah. Um, I have not published anything on developing palettes about this story. And the reason being is I just don't, nothing feels right about this whole thing. Like there's, there's too much crazy stuff going on. I've heard too much crazy stuff. Uh, it just seems like there's a huge mess under all of this. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know when it's all going to come out. I mean, Luciano is going to be on a, a, a book tour of shows here coming up starting tomorrow night yeah. on Dojo. Then kind of is going to be on How About That Cigar and then some other show. I don't remember the name of it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's I don't, I don't know. It's going to be a mess, I yeah. think. So. And, and, and look, if you read like if you read the Coop article, OK, and I did put one out there. There's a there's a point I raised in that article. Where is Aradio Pachardo? Tobacco. Where is he in this whole new rebranding? Right. He was not mentioned once as an owner or as a partner, and they're renaming the factory. And yeah. there is a and, and look if if I'll say it, like if Dojo and all the guys who have him on don't ask those questions, you're not you have to ask that question. Um, as far as that goes, there's just no way around that. Um, you know, Aaron and I, we, we, it's not that we, I think we'll have Luciano at some point on. Yes. We, yes, we yes. typically don't subscribe to the book tour though. We just, we just don't, it's, it, especially if we're not first, then we can't, we can't do an effective job. Right. I, I, I don't know how else to say it. I don't disrespect any of the guys who are doing it, but if we have to follow someone, it's like, it's kind of old news. It's a rehash. How many, I mean, how many, I, we call it the book tour because. You see when like an athlete writes in a, a book, right? He goes on every radio and news show and you're, you're just sick of it. We, we just didn't want that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we talked about it, right? Aaron and we, because we did have a slot open, um, but we, we didn't know what the story was yet. Like Luciana was, was telling us as a story, but we, we didn't know what it would be. Yeah. Um, and then look, we were trying to get Tim for a while. So we had a chance to get Tim before anybody else. So we, we yeah, and I this plan for Tim's uh yeah, being a it, guest was prior to this any of this news breaking out. No, so no, and I don't see Aaron us like spending an hour and a half no, talking about that's this not that was not what the goal no, of the we're, we're interview gonna, was about. No, I mean I, I got a chance to talk to Tim at the trade show. He he's an unbelievable guy, and I, I want to really get to know him better because I don't really know him well. So uh that's what that's what the goal is, but yeah, this is not like us taking sides over Luciano or anything is what I'm saying. We, I think Aaron no, and I are going to no, be, no. We, we, we like both parties, the crown heads people and, and, and Ace Prime. It's sorry yes. it didn't work out, 
but yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm curious to see what comes out from these shows. It's too late. Yeah. I'm prepared to put anyone else on Jay. I'm curious to see what's said by Luciano on these shows, just as everybody else is. Um, And then I think, you know, based on those interviews, there's going to be more questions, I think, than answers at that point. Yep. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens. Yep, I I agree on that. Um, I hope I, I wish both parties not the not, like I, you know, this is where I get a little soft down. Okay, I would love to get these parties to the table and try to like like have a kumbaya. I really would. too soon. It's too soon. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> let's come on, guys. You know, it's the agreement's like, not even over yet. You I can't know. Do it while, <laughs> Can you, you say let it break up first? Right, right. This is the part of me. It's like the soft guy on this. So, uh, but you know, I think it, it's funny because I kept joking for when we started hearing the rumblings of this. I kept joking like, we're gonna get the press release. This is a great. Everyone's happy. Like we knew people weren't totally happy. Yeah. And then it comes down like. That's what they maybe that's why these companies do that. Now I'm thinking because this this is not this has not been a good thing in my opinion. So yeah. um but like so that's that's what that is right now. Um right. all right. Alan Alan is blaming us on Gabe Kapler. Do you know Alan yeah. had a went to Cafe Du Monde and did not buy coffee today? How do you go to Cafe Du Monde and not buy coffee? Uh, I heard he doesn't like chicory. <laughs> you know, but you know what though? Okay, Ben was anti chicory as well. I, which I don't he, understand. I don't like chicory. But, but I understand like the chicory's put in there because they, it was put in there for all the wrong reasons, right? <laughs> I, 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 right? So I get that. So no, no, I'm kidding, you, Alan. I, I, I know you had an event, but I was like, yeah, I got the coffee. And then I said, you could brew the coffee days. Like, what am I, a barista? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you're whatever your customer wants you to be. Yeah, if your customer wants yeah. <laughs> Alan's like, as long as I sold cigars, I don't care, right? All right. So the second item, uh, Aaron. Um, th- so this was a story that, like, um, I was surprised no one picked up on it today. Uh-huh. I'll tell you how I got the story. Uh, it was from El Septimo. Yes. And so El Septimo, and I think we got to get this guy in the show, right? I think, <laughs> I think, like after this, right? Zaya, right? Yeah. So El Septimo, let me say this. They are the one cigar company that actually puts their press releases out on the wire service, like on, on a press release right. wire service, right? Nobody else in the industry does this. He's the one guy who does it, right? So he put this out this morning, and I'm subscribed to uh, El Septimo press releases on there. I got it. Mm-hmm. It's out there. And the announcement was this guy is planning on opening 30 retail stores in the U.S. over the next few years and is in the process of opening a luxury lounge in los angeles california and aaron i'm just telling you this one this was we were talking about joe and hamlet and this crown i think this is this has been the biggest one of the biggest stories i've had of the year because a lot of people saw it right yeah Uh, and no one else picked up on it right so it was interesting right i thought so this was what i originally wanted to and i and be honest with you I didn't ask Joe and Mike to stay for this because I think this is kind of a, a competitive situation. I, right, right, right. I was debating having them on here, but, you know, I think we could talk a little more free. First of all, I looked at this. Let's 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 put this aside. Is, is it realistic for anyone to open 30 retail stores as a manufacturing brand in the U.S.? No, absolutely not. Just as Davidoff. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the, that, that would be like the that would be the like the case study right on what you could do, right? Right. 
And uh, yeah, it's, I don't think it's happening. CI hasn't even done that, right? And they're a they're a retailer, but, right? Right. But Davidoff closed Atlanta. They I want to say they closed another. Was it Houston? I don't remember who they closed. Casa de Monte Cristo closed the Hallandale store. Um, like I mean, you're talking like some big players here, right? Closing stores, right? What and, and now this is where it gets a little. This we were chatting about this. Is it truly 30 retail stores or is it like lounges? And are some of these lounges going to be branded lounges? That's where yeah, I kind of see that's where uh, we get a little church. Yeah. Well, the, way I re- the way I read it in the press release, it's like it's kind of like jumbled together, right? Right. There's a point where he's talking about where they're talking about like there's a lot of existing retailers that want right. to rebrand their lounges to yeah. be El Septimo lounges. But like it's if I'm reading it, I'm taking it as we're opening 30 stores of our own. And all these other shops that want to rebrand as El Septimo lounges will be added into that. But that, it's not yeah. clear if that's the way it is or not. But that's the way I, re- I read it. Right. That's kind of how, like, I, I just don't see, like, 30, like, uh, so, like, Davidoff has what's called a flagship store, right? Yeah. And with the flagship store, they have, um, they're owned by Davidoff, Right. So if you go to like Davidoff uh, at, um, you know, in Manhattan, you know, they have the one in uh, on Madison Avenue. It's a Davidoff owned store. Yeah. And then there's Davidoff lounges. Right. And, and the point of merchants. So Havana Phil's is a Davidoff lounge. But right. that is not owned by Davidoff. Uh, Phil uh, Siegel um, has a license deal with them, I guess. And he, yeah. he, he licensed it and has a, a branded lounge. So I think he's mixing the two up. I think, I don't think he's opening 30. Like, I don't like, I think, I don't think El Septim was opening 30 flagship stores in this country. And if he is, that's crazy. I mean, if he's got the money to blow, he can blow it. He was like, right? I got the money to do this. And like in the, pre- he wrote this in the press release. Yeah. I got yeah. the money and the resources to do this basically. And uh, so, I think we're on the same page with this for the most part, right? Right, right. All right. So, and even and even I'm seeing like uh, Jay's talking about Casa de Monte Cristo, and he's like, the numbers don't add up, right? This yeah. guy doesn't. He doesn't really have the portfolio. So, here's the second part. What was this guy doing, right? Like, is this a smart move to come out and say I'm opening 30 stores when you're trying to get into brick and mortar accounts? I mean, what is he thinking? Would be my question on that. I mean, he had to know that this is going to piss off retailers. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. Like, I don't. I, I don't know. I, this guy. I don't know if this guy just like has crazy ideas and he has the money to back them and just right. like I'll do whatever I want or or I I don't understand. I, I didn't but, uh, understand it either. I was like, you know, and, and look, I heard from several retailers. I heard from one manufacturer today and basically all on the same page. Like, what is this guy doing? Like, what is he doing? Like, wh- how does this help? You know, like I, I could see saying, hey, I opened up a, uh, a branded lounge in uh, Los Angeles. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, promoting that. Right. OK, I get it. He's got a, a branded lounge. Good for him. You know, but no, he went for I'm I'm doing 30. I'm going to have 30 stores in the next few years. All right. So can we talk about this la- this lounge in L.A.? Yes. All right. So I knew I wanted tell to. Me, yes. tell, tell me where I'm wrong on, on if I got any of these facts wrong. Right? All right. So this lounge 
has a has the largest glass humidor in the world that can hold one million cigars. That's what he my, says. Right. Okay. This lounge will also only carry El Septino cigars. I I heard the same thing. I've okay. I read the same thing. That was what was in the press. So it's going to hold one million El Septimo cigars and nothing else. I I don't know that, that how that works. I mean, um, I, if you have the eight, clientele, we're talking to eight, eight thousand square it. feet. We're talking eight thousand square feet. Yeah, that's a that's a crazy setup, man. So I mean, part of me was originally all right. Maybe he's putting his distribution there, right? Right. But last year he made a big announcement saying, "Yeah, they hold this place in Vegas, right? The place in Vegas, yeah." So I'm like, "Yeah, it's not distribution. What? What do you? What? what you know, that that makes doesn't. I mean, I can see there's no way they're utilizing that space 100. percent Yeah. There, there's no. I can see them. Okay, I'm not selling it, but there's no way they're using that. Um, and they'll probably have a lot of boxes on display because they have a lot of SKUs. They do have a lot of SKUs. Still, I, I mean, I looked at the picture and I'm like, how are you going to fill that up with, with only El Septimo? It didn't make any sense with me. And like I guess 8,000 square feet is like two really nice uh, homes, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, it, and you know, we talk about quality importers with, with like over 40,000. I mean, that's... Yeah, little quite a bit. I don't even know if Abe's warehouse in Florida is eight thousand square feet. Yeah, I mean that's that's it's it, that's I don't know, I don't know any cigar companies that have. I mean, what are most retail? I mean, if someone's at, I mean, it's like a couple of thousand. I mean, if you have a couple of thousand, that's big. Yeah, I mean that's big. That's still, and you're carrying how many brands in there? Right. It's yeah. It's not. It's crazy. Like my local places are, if they're. If they're two thousand square feet, I'd be yeah. surprised. Yeah, you know. So, um, I see there was a question if he's really a billionaire. The guy does have a lot of money, from what I understand. Um, I mean, he's made a lot of money through equities and stuff like that, from what I understand. So, yeah. um, he's he, he's a, he's a guy who has made his mark in the business world. Um, so I don't want to I don't want to take anything away from him. I mean, and and look, I'm not knocking him. Like, if this guy can change. <laughs> This guy thinks he can come in and change the industry a lot, like, and he and it's and it's on his dime. More power to him, right? Who are we to say yeah. that, right? It's just we looked. We're just looking at this. It doesn't sound very realistic to me. Yeah, I just find it very hard that a single branded um, shop would be even Davidoff viable. does. Even Davidoff doesn't do that in their yeah. flagships. Like you go into Davidoff, forget. Davidoff Tampa, that was a huge store, but you go into Davidoff Madison Avenue, it's probably about 60 to 65% Davidoff, and there's other brands in there. Yeah. So, um, you know, the one store I could think of that is 100%, there are some 100% stores, is the Casa Fuente. Uh, yes, but that's. Yeah, okay. That's a different, it, I, I just feel like it's a different setup. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, and Perdomo's store in his warehouse, but that's his warehouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have a retail store. So I think that's completely different is what I'm saying. I, right. I can't think of another, like Casa de Monte Cristo's, carry other brands, Cigars International, who has a huge amount of private labels. Like if you've ever gone to Cigar International, and I know, I know some, I know Jay may not want to hear this, right? The amount of private label stuff in that store will blow you away. And yeah. there's still plenty of the other products in there so i'm looking at that's a huge store right 
but it's impressive. It's impressive how much they have in there. And there's no way they can, they can't, even with all these private labels, they can't, they can't fill up the store. Like, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they can fill up 8,000 square feet with that. Like going back yeah. to what you said. Yeah. It's crazy. The lounge looked odd. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> um, again, again, I'm not, you know, I haven't seen it in person, right? It, like my 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 first thing is it looks like an it looks like a like I use I use the word uh, doc uh, doctor's office, yeah, uh, art gallery. Um, you know, it looks clean and comfortable and everything, but it just it had no feel of like the cigar lounges I'm used to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um. But what was the other thing? It, it go, just one more thing that they were talking about that 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 Los Angeles store, one million cigars. Yeah. Like, why would he even produce one million cigars? Like, I mean, I'm sure, the only thing I could think of with this whole scenario is he built enough space with his idea. Hey, in, in five or six years, I'm going to grow to this point. I mean, I, that's the because the only thing I heard like from guys like who've done warehouses like Abe. And I'm recently talking to Dave Garofalo, who's now got a new warehouse. Is you constantly once you move into it, you constantly run out of space. Yeah. So that that's the only if you if I'm trying to put some rationale behind it, like maybe it's something he's going to grow into. But certainly, I don't see him at this point. But I mean, he's not. This isn't even where this isn't. This is supposed to be like legit humor space, not like warehousing space. Like you're, it's you're, supposed no, to be like exactly. display cigars or you know whatever i understand you're gonna have bo- stacks of boxes or whatever behind or whatever's right. going on but like i don't ha- like what do you- it's lot it's los angeles i know that there's a lot of money in los angeles there's i don't know how much there's not that many s- smokers that are gonna like go through a million cigars like no no actually at the prices that those cigars they charge absolutely right? not yeah absolutely not so i mean la I mean, you're much more familiar with California than I am, but from my last couple of trips to California, LA is definitely more of a cigar town than San Francisco. I mean, that's oh more, yeah, for sure. Um, but it's not. Again, it's not going to, uh, um, you know, Miami or something like that. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, unless he's got, I mean, and he could have plans to like make this a celebrity destination spot kind of yeah. a thing, and it's. You know, it's a real big thing for show and all that kind of stuff. I can understand that if you need, if you feel like you need to have that backdrop yeah. for that type of yeah. thing. Yeah. But, and maybe that, maybe we're, we just can't imagine like number dollars at that level. Like we don't, we can't have crazy ideas like that just because we, we start thinking about like, can't, would this be viable? Like, can you make money do it? Like maybe none of that stuff even plays into this whole thing. Right. Yeah, no, it's, like, a good point. it's just a different level of thinking about like yeah. what you can do versus what you should do, kind of yeah. a thing. So, yeah, who knows? no, it's true. You know, he when we had him on KMA, and I didn't do that interview right, but he talked about when um, the Rams won the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. they were smoking El Septimos, and he was completely honest. He said, I didn't know they had the cigar, I don't know. I, they, I, he found out where they bought the cigar in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. which is where he's based out of. Right. But he said he had no idea um, that they won it. And, and he didn't really have a chance to even capitalize on it because it happened so fast. So right. I'm sure this year is going to be another story. I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to be getting those cigars to whoever wins the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> like I can guarantee you that. Yeah. So maybe, you know, who knows with that? 
Yeah. Um, very, so very Sean Miles says with a million cigars, he can supply his other 30 stores with whatever they want, but it's not the warehouse. That's what we're getting at with this. Yeah, but he, yeah, he has the Vegas, he has the, the, he has the Vegas warehouse, warehouse in Vegas. Right. That's so, what I, yeah. Right. And I want to, I want to say something like that was the first of more to come of warehouses, right? Wasn't that's he what that sounded setting up on like a network of warehouses. That's what that sounded like. Yeah. Like I, I he, I, this, this volume, like he's trying to become like the Habanos of, United right. States or something like that, right? It's yep. just like, yeah. uh, I don't know. And I, I thought some odd things, like like nothing against Pravada. He did a cigar for Pravada. Yeah. Like, and I thought that was odd, right? Like, what, why would yeah. you? I'm not saying he shouldn't, but it's kind of an odd. And he, and look, I gotta give him credit. He, on his global PR, on the global PR website, that press release came out as well. And, and good for him for promoting Brian like that. But isn't uh, isn't Pravada aging some of those cigars in yeah. coolers? Yeah. Why would you that's age a, them in coolers when you have a glass one million cigar? That's great point. That's a great point. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I get I mean, all right, I'll defend Brian on this one. Brian wants to see what happens with his coolers. Right? I, I mean, I'm being honest with you, right? Come on. Right, right, but yeah, why would you you have like a state of the art like <laughs> access here? Like Right. And he certainly got the room for this, right? To yeah, yeah. His cigars, like even put the coolers in the back, or something like. That. <laughs> so, so exactly. So I don't. I I think this is an interest. I mean, look, El Septimo can say what you want. It's he's, he's a polarizing guy. He's a controversial guy. He's making he, look. He's making headlines. This guy right now. Um, it's gonna be interesting. To see, I'm curious to see where this guy goes. Um, for sure. Um, it's gonna be interesting. So I. Can't wait for next year's trade show. So, right. All right. Uh, anything else? I, uh, I think so. we covered everything tonight. Um, yeah. So, contest. I will work with Joe to secure the winners on this. Um, it's gonna be fun going through these comments on Facebook. Um, and we'll, we'll get, but we'll get those out. Joe will. If I don't get it done soon, Joe will hound me for it. I can assure you that. Uh, but thanks to Joe and Mike as well on that. Um, and uh, again, thanks to our audience for hanging in there as well, commenting, participating. Uh, again, next week, Tim Osgener uh, will be our special guest. Um, the only other show we're, I'm doing next week is we're doing a, a primetime jukebox on Monday night, uh, Dave and I. Uh, but because my smoking, I'm cutting back on some stuff a bit over the next week because right. I can't smoke basically. So. Um, I probably won't be smoking next week either. So um, from what I understand, so no um, we'll see, we'll see what happens. You never know, but thanks again to everybody. Aaron, thank you as well. Yep. Thank you. All right. That's going to wrap up primetime episode 242 into the annals of history for Tuesday, September 22nd, 2022. Now Wednesday of Thursday, <laughs> Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. Now Friday, September 23rd on the Eastern uh, time zone. We'll see everybody next week. Take care, everybody. See you guys.